0: Love,
1: talk Radio.
2: The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Seatam, down by the seaside. Beckham Sea wins
1: the breeder's crown. It's rock and run. Mick on the inside. McWicked
2: to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on! Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside! Up to do it, Keystone Velocity getting closer. Melmar looking
1: for the line. Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets off. Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity, and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire. Fire your guns!
2: Tune in to the official, official podcast of the sport of harness racing. Post time with Mike and Mike, with the co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 9:36, and bus 9:36 on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bosich, outside heaven rocks, but the clock's running out. Philabuster Hanover wins the Commodore ferry. Going
1: and going and going. And going.
3: In it's Racing We're not at the Meadowlands, we're at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, excuse me, from Anderson, Indiana. Myself, Gold Sheet Bob, Garnett Barnsdale, Just Scott, and all will be live here from Hoosier Park here this evening. And uh, Gold Sheet, uh, this is your first live remote here with the Post Time with Mike and Mike broadcast. This is your first trip to Hoosier Park. What's your thoughts so far?
4: Bougie Park. Very nice facility. Casino is connected to it. Very nice. They have some nice restaurants up there. There's seating, television, everything's set up perfectly. They have a paddock right next to the grandstand for everyone to see the horses. It's a really, really nice place.
3: What a beautiful facility this is. We're in the fantastic spot right here by the Witter Circle, and we're going to be covering some great races. Race number six coming up here in just a few moments. It's the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. We'll get to that here in just a second. But, guys, race number eight. Race number nine and race number 11 and race number 12. Gosh, what a big night of racing. It's almost like a Breeders' Crown uh, type card just gotten, who is the third member of our broadcast team. Jessica, it's almost like a Breeders' Crown card all over again as we're going to get to see Split the House. But uh, Split the House, who came here to win the Breeders' Crown, what a fantastic course that is for Alan Michelle Crawford and draws the rail.
5: Very impressive uh, um, at the e Memorial down at Siota Downs. Um, sat the two-hole trip the whole mile and came off a really good effort here as well during the Van Patch and then up in Canada at uh, Mohawk Woodbine Park in the Canadian Pacing Derby. So I think he has a really good shot here off the rail tonight.
3: All right, Jessica, we're going to free you up to go eat a little something <laughs> before we get busy. We've got a good amount of championship races here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino here this evening um bob we're going to take a look at race number six the ryan wilcox memorial we are alive currently in the pick four bob uh definitely uh you know definitely have a big shot here
4: yeah we got a few horses Uh we're alive too going into the last leg caught a decent price throughout and uh we're alive to the two three and seven what more could you ask for all right joining us now real quick before
3: race number six goes off is rick moore here from hoosier park and Rick, what a great night you guys have had for racing. Listen, the last few times I've been out here, I think you guys called the Thunder Gods because every time we come out here, it seems like it's going to rain. What a beautiful night it is.
6: Well, we dodged the rain tonight. They were calling for rain, and it kind of dissipated. It could not be more beautiful. Uh, It's nice and uh, warm, but not too warm, and it's making these horses go really, really fast, and we got a lot of really,
3: really good horses. Now, Rick, obviously a lot of great things going on uh, for the betting public. A lot of people on track. uh, Tell us a little bit about what you guys have going on promotional-wise.
6: Yeah, we got, you know, a lot of giveaways, a lot of uh, food, uh, you know, food specials. And it's Friday night's always a special night. We do a lot of, you know, uh, $2 uh, uh, dogs and beer and dollar programs. And we got some other uh, food specials tonight. Just, you know, it's a community event plus uh, the Caesars Trotting Classic Night. So it makes for just a wonderful evening.
3: Rick, listen, thanks for so much for having us back out here. You guys do a heck of a job putting this show on, and we appreciate it.
6: Hey, like I told you last
3: time, it's not a big night if Mike and Mike aren't here. Thanks so much, Rick. We'll see you later, okay? All right. Rick Moore, the general manager here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, and we are just a moment or so away from the sixth race. And, Bob, tell us
4: uh, kind of who you like in this race and uh, who we're live to in the pick four. Well, my top pick here is K. Ryan Blue Chip, shipping in from Ohio, uh, we're pr- pretty familiar with those Ohio horses. But those races at uh, S- Saturday Downs, the open level, those are about one level higher than he's racing to here. So it's kind of like a drop-in class. Gets Tim Tietrich in a bike. What more could you ask for? Should be in a good good position to kick it in late. That's my top pick. We also have the three, Brigadier Bronski. Um, that horse I, I watched a few times, it, it's a grinder. It keeps coming late. Does, it never gives up. but doesn't have that late burst. It's going to have to be a well-timed drive by Trace Tietrich. And number seven has a driver change from Brett Miller to Yannick. Looks like Brett's not showing up today, but uh, it's never a shame getting Yannick, and he'll be coming from off trying to um, kick it in late. He's won his last two. This is an interesting field. Brigadier
3: Bronski uh, from post number three was fifth against Open Three Company, Bob, and the qualifier was actually pretty impressive uh, considering it was just a qualifier coming home in 27-1 and one with a 154-1 and one mile.
4: Uh, uh, yes, that was, that was a good tightener for him. Um, He definitely fits this field. It's just a matter of, is he going to be a position close enough? He's going to need to be within two or three coming down that stretch um, to be able to be uh, right there late.
3: All right. We are just 47, now 46 seconds away from race number six. Uh, We have no volume on our TV behind us. So you're stuck with me calling the races uh, here this evening. Three to two, currently on the 2K Ryan Blue Chip four to one on the three Brigadier Bronski three to one on the seven on duty Again, driver change there to Yannick Jingra a full field of 11 here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino and uh, Bob real quick before they go to the gate a field of 11 we've seen a couple of these here already full fields. it's got to be it's a p- better's paradise
4: oh yeah so more money spread out overall all of them gets better value for all the all the payouts no matter even if the uh, favorites come up there so uh, definitely good for the better
3: All right, they are lining up behind the starting gate for tonight's sixth race here at Hoosier Park. Again, a full field of 11, lining up and moving in for the sixth race. It's the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. Purse $20,000, and the gate is rolling. Picking up speed, here they keep and the rough and uh, pacing. The starter caught them in a great line. Brigadier Bronski gets the first call. On duty from between horses shows some really contentious speed there, too. NASCAR Sealster gets away third. Fourth to the inside is K. Ryan Blue Chip. Fifth and outside is All My Exes Live in a Texas. Three wide early on is Soma Star Somewhere as they fan out onto the first turn. Vance Bayama is next. A length and a quarter in front of Mr. Varsity. Rocky Z Tam is next. And the trailer at the back is Rockin' Speed. Opening quarter 25. Five and four hot seconds for the three, Brigadier Bronsky, who's on the engine here, leading by a length to end a quarter. On duty, in the pocket, racing second. Now floating to the outside is K. Ryan, Blue Chip, and Tim Tietrich. Now third on the outside, about five lengths off the lead. NASCAR Steelster is fourth, gapping second over cover fifth is I've got a girl crush trying to latch on to cover six on the outside as all my exes live in Texas. Locked down at the inside is Vance by Ama. Fourth over in the flow is some star somewhere. Then at the inside next is Rocky's Z-Tam. In the trailer is Rockin' speed. The half, 54-1, and one. back out of the far turn. Brigadier Bronski, still a link to the good. K. Ryan Blue Chip is on the outside, racing in the second. On duty at the inside is third. He's going to wait for the open stretch. Game second over trip for I've Got a Girl Crush. Then at the inside, NASCAR Sealster is fifth. Sixth is All My Exes Live in Texas. Fanning outside for the drive is Mr. Varsity. They're into the stretch, and it's Brigadier Bronski with the lead. On the outside, K. Ryan Blue Chip trying to get into the mix. Yannick Jengra is looking for somewhere to go. He's going to go to the open stretch with On a Duty. Brigadier Bronski waving the white flag. K. Ryan Blue Chip on the outside up the inside trying to come on is vance Bayama. right there too is on duty on duty splits him now and on duty and jingra will take the ryan wilcox memorial up the inside was rocking speed in 151 off a three-quarter time of 122 and three well bob i wasn't paying attention did we hit the pick four here
4: I think you know that answer. Of course, we hit the pick four.
3: All right, so so the seven on duty now five to one. Listen, let's let's kind of talk about this for a minute, okay? Two things. Number one, there's a driver change, and number two, you get five to one on the morning line. A lot of people look at the morning line when they look at the, the their pick sure. fours and stuff, but the
4: driver change was key here. Oh, that was a perfectly timed drive by Yannick. Fired out for early position, sat in behind, waited to make his move. A little bit of a. A little bit of trouble coming down the lane. He may not get out, but he found some room late and got up. surged late to the wire for the victory.
3: Now back to my question there for a second. Do you, now obviously you get five to two here um, on the board, and five to two is your win price. Uh, so you get about what two and a half to one. But do do, do a lot of people betters wise look at this five to one morning line and go eh, maybe maybe not, or do they see the driver change to Brett Miller and maybe use it?
4: Well. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but um, I think that five-to-one morning line was was fair odds. You had the uh, strong horses on the inside, the two and the three. They were deserving of that. So, you know, five-to-one is your mid-range. That's the people that go uh, deeper would use them. Those that only use one or two may have missed out.
3: All right. That was the sixth race, the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. We're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Guardad Barnsdale, Goldsheet Bob, and Jessica Otten, as we uh, just took down the pick four, uh, Bob, and uh, following the sixth race here. So we're gonna check out. We're gonna look, you know what? I'm gonna cheat a little bit before it goes official and check oh, out uh, our will pace and see uh, see what we're looking at here. Again, we've got the pick four. Says seventy one dollars. I think that's for a bucks. So not too bad.
4: I don't know. I expected a little at seventy. Let's do,
3: That's the 50 that, cent That would make a little more sense to me. Because they do do 50 cent uh, minimums here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We're going to skip ahead to the seventh race. We'll get you some prices here in a moment. And, Bob, this is the. Um my Mike Straight here. It's the first stakes race of the night. It's the two year old Philly Trot, the Muscle Mass, the Kentucky Anna Stallion Management Series, and a full field of nine here, six to five of the morning line. Woodside, Woodside Charm, Bob, who just set a world record at Saratoga Racetrack.
4: Wow. Um, yeah, he's looked uh, very impressive. Four, four of his last four. I think that's four for four lifetime. Big favorite in all the races. Yeah, he it's gotten towards the lead either at the quarter or the half, and is drawn off late. And this field here is no better than those. The only question is post number eight. It's a little out, further out than he's used to. Now, Bob, Verlin Yoder
3: uh, seems to have come across the, a few good trotters uh, over the past couple of years. He's definitely one you don't want to ignore. Like you said, post number eight may be a little tough, but it's kind of interesting you mention that because three starts back for post seven, it seemed like he handled it with, uh, with, with absolute disdain.
4: Yes. Yoder is um, a very capable driver. He uh, races his own quite a bit, and you can guarantee you he's going to have him in position, and he's going to get a good trip, and he's going to give his best effort.
3: All right. Race number six is official here at Hoosier Park. We'll get you some prices here in a moment again. 7653A. Post time with Mike and Mike uh, pick four selection. I can say that only because Gold Sheep and I uh we played this pick four together. We've got the pick four and we're just waiting on some prices. Race number seven, the Kentuckiana. We're gonna go through this field. And Bob, number four Starita is kind of an interesting play, uh to me. Are you having to, having trouble seeing there? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on over here then. Pick four paid two eighty four twenty. So what we were looking at was a fifty cent price. So so we got one one forty two. Not bad. How's that? Is that better, a little bit better lighting? Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right, number four, Starita picks up David Miller. And David has driven this horse uh, to two of his three victories for trader Joe Holloway. Uh, Joe Holloway is another trainer that you don't really want to ignore. Only purchased for $50,000 at the Lexington Select Sale. Bob, this is a horse that, uh, you know, this is one of those examples of a horse that wasn't bought for a whole lot and is doing some pretty good things.
4: Yeah, he's looked pretty good so far. Win three out of the last four. Holloway does a good job of getting them ready to go. And you get David Miller in the bike. It's a combination that's uh, always going to fare well. No surprise here. Three
3: to five. Currently on the eight. Woodside Charm. Five to two on the four. Starita. Number one. Special honor. Coming off a qualifying effort. Has had a month off. Taking a little bit of money early at nine to one. Nine to one on the five. Dorm and a name that we both recognize. Ronnie Wren Jr. On uh, which one? On the one? five horse.
4: Oh, you're talking about the five horse.
3: Yeah, you see? I'm flipping oh, I'm talking horses about on the here. one horse.
4: See? Um, yeah, he's won three out of five. He looks like a middle of the road pack one in here. He came first up and faltered late last week, but he does good things when he's on the lead, so the start's going to be key for him. All right, joining us now. Uh,
3: listen, he, he's got a full belly now, so he can he can work as uh, the fourth member of our broadcast team, Garnett Barnesdale. Garnett, we just took down the gold sheet, and I took down the pick four, so so not so not too bad. Uh, so f- tell us about uh, what you're thinking so far, looking at the racetrack. It's been pr- playing pretty fair.
7: I think it's been playing uh, more to speed. Um seems to be uh, horses that are up near the front especially uh, the horses that can come up that passing lane seem to be doing well so uh, it looks pretty fast I don't uh, but yeah I mean closers have have a decent chance I think in some of the races but uh, you know it's been more it's been mostly the better horses on the front too so I don't know if there's really a bias or, or just the better horses being up near the front and uh, succeeding so far
3: now garnet one thing we noticed here last year uh, on f- more specifically on Friday night of the breeders crown is the the track seemed to have a closing bias last year remember it was real sloppy it was and the track crew here did an amazing job of taking that bias away in fact it they took it away so much it screwed up our betting a little bit because we go okay you know for a race or two they were like oh yeah it's gonna be closer it's gonna be closer and then all of a sudden bam you got to give credit to the track crew here they do a phenomenal job and you couldn't have asked for better weather conditions
7: Absolutely. Um, it's much warmer than when it was uh, last time we were here, that's for sure. I don't see anything burning here to keep us warm, so that's a good sign.
3: All right. Race number seven is six minutes away. We're going to take a, a short timeout. When we come back, we're going to go through the Kentucky in a field. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America.
1: Post time, gates moving. They're off, and it
8: is on.
9: Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's HHYF dot org. Hey! Hey!
3: Post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America hits the road in twenty eighteen by coming to your city starting on Saturday, May twenty sixth for the Camlock Classic at Western Fair Raceway. On Saturday, June 16th, we invade Mohawk Racetrack for the very first time as we broadcast the Pepsi North America Cup. On Sunday, July 8th is the New Vocations Telethon at Jackson Fairgrounds in Jackson, Michigan. Saturday, July 14th is our first trip of the year to Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as we head to the Meadowlands page. On Saturday, August 4th, we return for the Hamiltonian Stakes. We return to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino on Friday, August 10th for the Dan Pet Stakes. And back again on Friday, September 21st for the Hoosier Pacing Derby. For more information, visit PosttimewithMikeandMike dot com.
2: New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain,
10: Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org.
3: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Carter, Garnett, Barnesdale, Gold Sheep, Bob, Jessica Otten. They're on the racetrack for the seventh race. It's the Kentucky stallion management for two-year-old, the Philly Trotters. It's the Muscle Mass, and here's the field. Number one, special honor owned by the Brittany Farms, Marvin Katz, and Libfeld, Julie Miller trained. Andy Miller up has won... <clears throat> two of her last five starts and was a winner in a qualifier at harris philadelphia has been off a month though taking a little bit of money at 13-1
7: number two measured perfection owned by burke baldacino Silva, weaver buscemi and libby won four of nine starts three seconds ricky McCumber in the bike for uh, this ron burke trainee has some early speed definitely i think a contender here at a price
3: Listen, Frank Baldacino is in the house. That means that this horse might have a chance. 33 to 1. I'm surprised it's 33 to 1 with those guys here. <laughs> Number sure. three is EON, owned by the Bluestone Farms LLC and Frederick Caldwell. Bob Stewart trained Andrew McCarthy in the bike. Andrew McCarthy uh, raced pretty well in the Little Brown Jug yesterday. Uh, Garnet on This Is the Plan was second in the
7: elimination. He did. Uh, the four star one of the two favorites, currently six to five. Uh, Joe Holloway trained, owned by Valdor Farms, Theodore Gewurz. Ger- Ger- Dave Miller driving the source. This Philly's uh, won three of her last four starts, and uh, yeah, she's uh, one of the two horses that are close to even money right now.
3: Number five is Southwind Storm. This is another Ron Burke trainee, owned by Burke Racing Stable Weaver Rossemi J&T. Still the stables uh, has three wins and six starts, four four, four of seven for the year. Garnet has only missed the board once this season, and at uh, ten to one, listen, this might be a, a poke horse underneath.
7: For real. Six fade into you. Yannick Jingrod drives for Burke and Burke Racing Stable and Partners. Uh, this uh, Philly broke her maiden last time, but was a four-and-a-half-length winner in a uh, Pennsylvania Sire Steak race going first up. Maybe another one that's improving that's worth a look for the Exotics at 48-1. to one.
3: Ohio trainer Chris Beaver trains number seven Frontier Creta, owned by Beaver, Runfick and Robinson Car- Cardington. Looks like uh, Peter Rand is in the sulky, was placed second in the Indiana Sire Stakes consolation back on September 11th has um, taken just a little bit of time off, 10 days off. And it looks like uh, this one is geared up and ready to go 52 to one. If you like
7: the seven frontier credo. Woodside charm is the unbeaten chapter seven Philly. Currently all the rage, four wins and four starts coming off a 53 and four mile at Saratoga. Just an unbelievable performance. Verlin Yoder trains and drives. Currently, Four to five, maybe a little bit higher than she's probably going to go off at.
3: Number nine, Fate Smiled, is another one of the Ron Burke trainees, a two-year-old of Philly, owned by Burke Racing, Stable Weaver, Bursemi and the gang. Matt Kekaley picks up the drive, was third in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes final. And, guys, I think the question is here, who's going to win? Burke, 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 or Burke? Yoder. <laughs> Gold Sheet, what are you thinking here, man? Who do you like?
4: Oh, uh, I like uh, Yoder, too. Um, looks like a standout in here to me it's going to take some traffic problems or some dead cover if it can't get to the top to not get to the winner's circle first garnet number eight woodside
3: charm set a world record on a half mile track in 153 and four at saratoga listen you've been to saratoga thoroughbred have you been to the harness track
7: i have many moons ago but yes
3: 53 and 4 is moving That's, some on that it's racetrack.
7: phenomenal for a two-year-old filly it's it's, uh, it's not even thinkable that that one could do that really at Saratoga. Um, you know, just, just thinking about betting here, uh, my angle in this race would maybe to try and beat Starita out of the exactor. I don't think she looks that more, much more dominant in the two slot than some of the other ones. I'm going to take a couple of long shots for second. Probably.
3: You know who I would kind of use for second and third is the five South wind storm it was a $60,000 Lexington select yearling purchase. But this horse either wins or finishes finishes third has only missed the board one time. And that was the start back at Harris, Philadelphia, uh, back on September 3rd, is taking a little bit of time off for trainer Ron Burke. My question here, Garnet, is they took time off between that race at Pocono and Harris, Philadelphia, and she really didn't bounce back all that well. She now, Granted, it's been less time that she's taken off, but she's still taking
7: a little bit of time off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, it's tough, with especially with young horses. You don't really know why they're taking the time off. I'd prefer them to see them racing, but I wouldn't discount her because of that.
3: All right, race number seven is coming up here in just a minute. One to five on the eight, Woodside, Charm, and Cheat This is really no surprise here coming off that last effort.
4: No, very impressive, but I agree with uh, Garnett that you can try to find some value underneath beating that Starita. And I'd like the one and the two here, eight and ten to one of the program. They both should be in a decent late striking position, and they both kick on pretty strong late. So I'm going to be using the one at 15 to one right now. And the two at 35 to one on the bottom of my tickets.
3: You know, it's interesting. Ron Burke's got a ton of racehorses in this field. And, you know, we, we talked to him yesterday, um, gold sheet during the, um, excuse me, not yesterday, day before yesterday, during the speakers, USTA speaker series. And we talked to him about the drug yet because he drew post one, post two and post three. And we asked him straight up, does your strategy change at all? Because you have the, you know, three horses in a race or five horses in a race and he said no because a lot of times there's different owners going on. You're still trying to win the race. Um, I think we saw Brian Brown uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I want to say it was here. Maybe I'm wrong. He ran one, two, three, four, five, and took every penny of the every penny of the money. And so I'm, I'm trying to remember where that was. you know where it was. It was at Toyota Downs on Super Night. He ran one, two, three, four, five, took every penny of the purse. That's unbelievable. But those things do happen.
4: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like you say, for the the Burke when there's multiple horses for them to try a different strategy or try to beat one or another. Because you know, when you have a big stable like that with lots of owners, you don't want to upset one of them as being a sacrificial lamb. So you know, Burke Burke brings them to the track ready to go, and the drivers it's up to them to bring it home.
3: All right, we are 20 now, 20 seconds away from race number seven going for a purse of $236,000. It's the Kentuckiana Stallion Management 2-year-old Philly Trot. It's the Muscle Mass here at Hoosier Park. They're lining up and moving in for tonight's seventh race. Purse $236,000, and the gate is rolling. They're picking up speed for tonight's seventh race. They're all set. Here they kept. And the rough and uh, trotting from in between horses. Starita gets the first call. Woodside Charm shows speed to the outside. Fate Smiled is right there from the outside post as well. Measured Perspection angles down to the inside as they head into the first turn. Special Honor gets away fifth. Sixth towards the inside is EON. Then at the inside is a South Wind a Storm as they race onto the turn. And on top of the field is Woodside Charm, who's going to eclipse that quarter station in 27 seconds flat. At the inside, Starita races into a second, measured perfection. Tracks on the helmet from the third. That at the inside next is a special honor. Racing next at the inside is a Fate Smile. It's a length and a half further back to EON. At the inside next is Southwind Storm, 10 lengths off the lead. Back markers are Fade into you. And frontier Creta. They trot to the half-mile marker, and it's Woodside Charm on the engine, leading by a length and a quarter. Coming first over to the outside is and a Fate smiled to a half and fifty-eight. And one, a 31 and one walk here for Woodside Charm. Woodside Charm and Verlin Yoder trying to put the field to sleep here. Star Rita is gapping just a little bit from the pocket in second. Fate Smiled is now underway on the outside for Kakeli. And Fate Smiled has moved into second within the length of the lead. It's Woodside Charm who's going to come off the turn, turning first past three quarters, Woodside Charm on top here by a length, three quarters, 127 and three, back out of the far term, Woodside Charm with the lead, coming through at the inside is storito wave of a white flag is Fate Smiled, coming up the inside, measured perfection on the outside, special honor is coming, but it is Woodside Charm who is too good here, and Woodside Charm with a dominant performance here, Woodside Charm under no urging from Berlin Yoder, who is still in the song, Woodside Charm to the line in 155, 28 and 3, final quarter for Woodside Charm. Special honor was second.
4: Yep. Yoder rocking the <laughs> drop, rock him to sleep there. That 31, come on, how do you get away with a second quarter like that? And then he came home, sprinted home, and it was lights out down that stretch. So, um, like we tried to point you in the right direction, the one and the two. Both uh, 17 and 34 to 1. We're right there in striking position coming late. Looks like the 1 may have gotten up to get second, and the 2 got fourth. So uh, you use that 1 and a 2, you may get a little bit better payout than you'd expect. Listen, you, you were talking about the 1 and the exacta. Did you play this exacta? I played the try.
3: You have the try? Yes, I have the try. Oh, okay. Now, see, we're going to talk for a second about this. This is how you could potentially make money with a 1 to 5 shot. We've talked about this at Northfield several times, and Garnett's walking around here somewhere. We've talked to Garnett about this. This is how you make money with a one to five shot, with getting a, a bomber to right behind. He's got the seventeen to one second, and he's got the try. You know, it's not going to be huge, but it's not bad. Seventeen to one.
7: That's right. I mean, uh, I played to beat the four to the exactor. Unfortunately, I didn't use the one, but uh, I think that's the way to do it, man. You gotta, you can just because the horse is a one to five, you can still make money using it on top.
3: Well, gold sheet uh, you were correct in your selection here 814 results are unofficial we're going to take a short time out just gotten we'll have post race winner circle reaction in a moment
2: 12 championship races. The
1: captain, not to be denied.
2: One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going to coast home a Coastalba champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching
1: up the rail, modern legendaire. foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, pit rock on the inside, finish. foiled again, and pit rock together, 1-49-2.
2: Winback Farm's yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sale schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com.
3: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, Gold Sheet, Bob, and Garnett Barnesdale. Race number eight coming up next. And uh, Gold Sheet, you are not can't be too upset with that. $62.80 uh, for a $2 investment.
4: No, that's not too bad. You know, um, the combinations were small, which is the key when you're using a, a big favorite and first. Get some value underneath, $62.00. I can't do too much better and expect too much better than that out of that race.
3: All right. Jess Scott, will be standing by with winter circle reaction here at a moment, but boys it's race number eight. It's the 2018 at Jenna's beach boy. And I'm not even going to ask Garnett who he likes. And, and for, for, for a few minutes, he's got the Iowa power, Jimmy freight, uh corn Husker shirt on. We're, we'll talk to him about the corn uh, here in a second. Cause I'm sure there's a story behind that, but uh schnitzel do something draws the inside and not taking any early money. Three to five of the four, always a Prince. And six to five currently on the six Jimmy Freight. no real surprise uh, here at all. Uh, Gold Cheap.
4: no always a prince here He gets the home court advantage. He's won many times looks very impressive on the lead. He's definitely going to be in the mix right there coming down the lane. However, I think Jimmy Freight is going to get the job done. He's been uh, racing very very well sharp his last four or five efforts very well at Woodbine and uh, Northfield got a little bit unlucky. And I think he's the one to beat here.
3: Well, Garnet, we know who you like, uh, obviously and Jimmy Freight and driver Louie Wah, but uh, talk to us a little bit about what it's been like to travel with this horse each and every week.
7: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've been a good friend of mine for a number of years. And, uh, it's really cool to uh, get invited on one of those small planes to fly to place like Yonkers and Northfield. And, uh, you know, unfortunately he had some bad luck in the messenger. He probably, probably would have been at the jug and been right in the mix, but, uh, yeah, it's a heck of a lot of fun, and you know he's a really, really nice horse. tries tries his best every time, and uh, I think uh, I don't even, I don't think we've seen his best race yet.
3: This is a horse that seems to get you know he seemed to have a little bit of traffic trouble, but it, the Messenger Stakes uh, gold sheet was probably one of his more impressive races so far this year, and, and the biggest reason why he's parked out for or parked out for three quarters of a mile just about. And had a brutal trip in the messenger at Yonkers Raceway. Just from post eight, it just was really, really tough.
4: Yeah, post eight at Yonkers, it's a very probably the most difficult track to um, get the victory from. He floated out, got out fourth, came first up, battled the whole way, and just lost by a neck. I mean, that he's that that wins almost every week.
3: All right, we are going to send it to the third member of our broadcast
5: team, Jessica Otten, standing by with winning driver Verlin Yoder. Thanks, Mike. Joined here by Merlin, What owner, winning trainer and driver. Kind of walk us through the race a little bit. You drew the outside post, but you were easy to make the front.
2: I wanted to be up close and just keep her out of trouble. Um, the wind was pretty stiff, so I didn't want to use her very hard in the middle half, but I wanted to make sure I had the horse coming home because there's some other decent horses in there.
5: Now, I know you just said live on Hoosier Park that there really isn't much for so what are you going to do with her?
2: Freshen her up. Hopefully I'm ready for the breeders.
5: All right. Well, thank you for your time and congratulations. Back to you, Mike.
3: Thank you, Jessica Otten, who was with uh, winning trainer driver Berlin Yoder. So race number seven is in the books as Woodside Charm steals the show here. Woodside Charm, your victor. We are six minutes away from the eighth race and Gold Sheet again, uh, no real surprise here, who's taking Money Co. Four to five choices here on the four, always a prince, and the six, Jimmy Freight.
4: No, those are the two standouts in the race, but those other four are, are without a shot. However, with the short field, I, I can't expect too many of these horses to get in any trouble. So usually on six-horse fields, you know, the best one's going to win, and that's why the four and five are four to five right now.
3: All right. Is there any price plays you think here, Gold
4: Sure. I think um, Rockin' Beach has shown a massive late kick. You know, if if the fractions aren't that fast because there's only six horses, the horse with a really good late kick, even though it's going to be tough to get up for the win, should be coming up, maybe add some value to your ticket. So Rockin' Beach coming from likely last, I think he's got a shot to hit that ticket. Also, you have uh, the one horse, which is 16-1, to as David Miller draws inside. You know, these are maybe a little bit too tough for him. But on his top effort, he should be able to stick close up that rail and maybe can shake shake free late, hit the bottom, maybe the trifecta. I mean, There's only six horses. I mean, he's probably the next best possibly to do it. But when constructing your tickets, I'm just going to go with um, Jimmy Freight on top. I mean, putting two horses on top is not wise to do. You have to bet short combinations. So I'd do something like a six with the four, five with the one, two, four, five. For six dollars only.
3: All right, we are standing by with. Listen, you 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 see you travel. I think you have more frequent flyers than me, but not by much. Only by a couple. No, I'm kidding.
11: It's amazing when you're a 48 hour turnaround. You say, "What did you do?" I said, "Well, I was in Calgary,
3: I believe, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday." TBG at Tuesday and Wednesday, and now I'm here.
11: But uh, I'll tell you, sometimes the only way I find out where I am is I look at the program.
3: <laughs> All right, Peter, race number eight. The Jenna's Beach Boy is up next. And uh, no real surprise here, uh, these two trading blows on the board, uh, four to five of the four, always a prince, and four to five on the six, Jimmy Freight. And Jimmy Freight holds slight favoritism over the four, always a prince. No real surprise here. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Freight's second in the messenger. You would understand class alone would probably dictate here. But, you know, always a prince to me i don't tell anybody in this town tyler
11: george for a while he was an indiana special now tyler george can drive, have his horses go anywhere and he's going to have a big f this is this is a horse not only to me as a consistent 149 type but this is also a horse that can come home pretty fast i think on a good night and tonight the way the track's been playing i have a feeling a sub 27 final quarter
3: probably gets the job done all right, Peter. Well, listen, good luck on the rest. Of, you guys have a fantastic program here tonight, and uh, good luck with the rest of uh, your wagering, at least. I'm lucky to be considered part
11: of the Hoosier Park team. Love Mike and Mike. Thanks, Peter.
3: All right, boys, they are coming onto the racetrack. And listen, we normally do this. We go back and forth, as many of you know. But uh, I'm going to save the introduction of the six-horse here for my man, Garnett, because uh, he's got such a nice connection with these guys. So they are getting ready to come onto the racetrack for the eighth race as the Buglers take center stage. Here is the field for the 2018 Jenna's Beach Boy Stake. Number one, Schnitzel Do Something. Trained by Dylan Davis, David Miller, and the sulky. Added Lasik's two starts back. Looked like he improved a little bit and then fell off after being uh, after a, a tough trip last week. Went 25-3 and three to the first quarter. Gonna be tough for the one. Schnitzel Do Something.
4: The two is Macledoodle Do. He's hit the board in four out of five. And um, looks pretty strong in those races. However, this is a little step up here, but should be in position. Tim Tietrich is your pilot, and you can expect him to look to find some room late. Number three on the board, General Dolan. General Dolan not
3: taking a whole lot of money. Currently 21-1 to 1 for Brett Selsby. Yannick Jingra is in the sulky. Big driver change here from Ricky McCumber to Yannick Jingra. And like I said before, 21-1. to 1. The morning line the odds maker was very close here.
4: Always a prince, one-to-one right now. Get the connections of George and Trace Tietrich. Those are the front runners at, at this track. Those get the most respect here. You know, always a prince, fires to the lead. It's been taking no prisoners, but now gets the big battle versus Jimmy Freight, we'll see who takes uh, this this battle. Number five, Rockin' Beach is owned by Wilbur East. Jamie McCumber trains. Ricky McCumber,
3: Jr. is in the sulky. Had some bad luck post-position draw-wise. 14-to-1 currently on the board. As we now take a look at Garnett's horse, number six, Jimmy Freight.
7: Number six, Jimmy Freight is the pride of Idaho, sorry, Iowa. See, Iowa. Iowa. The pride of Iowa and also Toronto, Ontario, and Milton. And he is uh, considered a superstar up north. We're going to see how he does here in this grudge match with Always a Prince. who supplemented. This is, should be a really good race, maybe the best race of the night.
10: All
3: right, that is the field for the 2018 Jenna's Beach Boy Stakes, and Guys, I got to ask Garnett real quick before, I know you're working on uh, your stuff over there. Does home court advantage in this situation help always a prince
7: at all? No, I don't think so. I think what might help him is trip. I think um, this is going to be an interesting maybe cat and dog, uh, cat and mouse kind of situation where who's going to lead and who's going to follow. I don't really believe in the the, uh, home court thing, but the trip could help him.
3: All right. Well, joining us now is the race marketing manager here at Hoosier Park Racing and uh, Casino, Emily uh, Gaskin. And Emily, you know, you guys put on a fantastic product each and every time we come out here. Uh, The Dan Patch Stakes is a fantastic night for you guys. It's a huge night but it leads only this night right here. Hoosier Pacing Derby Night, like you said earlier, it's kind of like Breeders' Crown Night all over again.
12: Yeah, we're really excited. This has been a night I've been looking forward to all season. Like you said, Dan Patch is obviously our signature event, so we try to uh, go above and beyond for that race. But uh, when you have a night like tonight where it's just from start to finish, you know, world champion, world-class horses, it uh, really makes it something special.
3: You know, it's interesting. You know, I was telling Rick Moore earlier, every time we come out here, it's either cold, rainy, or both. And I sent you a picture from the road earlier, and I said, man, we're not going to catch a break again. And, boy, I'll tell you what, it's, it's cooling off a little bit. But it looks like we've missed the rain.
12: Yeah, you know, my, I stopped uh, looking at the weather a long time ago because it just does <laughs> not work out for me. So I gave up on that ship a long time ago. But uh, like you said, we lucked out tonight. And, you know, this track it just holds a phenomenal amount of water. So even with a little rain, I really wasn't all that concerned. But uh, like you said, the conditions are perfect tonight. Haven't seen a whole lot of speed. I thought we might see a little more speed in a few of the earlier races. Uh, but I think things are getting ready to get hot and heavy here, especially as we head into the Jenna's Beach Boy pace.
3: All right. Race number 12 is the race I kind of want to focus on with you. We talked to Peter Lurie about the Jenna's Beach Boy, but race number 12 is the Caesars Trotting Classic, formerly known as the Centaur Trotting Classic, a full field of 10. Handel Hanover is going to try to bounce back here. Where do you go?
12: You know, I, I really, I love this race. I just think from top to bottom, it's just an all-star cast of trotters. And I really try to get creative, but you know, Handel Hanover, this is going to be a big race for her. I think she has to rebound here uh, after kind of a, Couple of performances, Uh, she does get over the surface well. Obviously, Uh, she kind of is the queen of Indiana, the trotting queen of Indiana. Uh, So I think this is going to be a big start for her. And I'll tell you, uh, Michael, I went back to detention earlier today and actually had to move her stalls because she was getting all kinds of fired up. So not sure which way that's going to play if uh, you know she's a little too fired up or if maybe the old handler that we've seen in uh, starts pass is back. But I actually went to a little bit of a. I think I'm going to get a price on this horse. I went to the three crazy wow, just kind of a hunch play here. Uh, This colt or this horse rather has really. Press me in his last few starts, particularly up at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park. That was a huge mile. I went back and watched the replay. And a lot of times when I'm handicapping Hoosier Park and you have a night like tonight where a number of these horses are coming back for the first time, uh, I go to experience and you talk about crazy wow. He's had. Four wins and six starts at Hoosier Park. He's finished second in the Breeders' Crown to Hanalore, And I think he really is a horse for the course. I like Brian Sears. I like the inside post draw. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Hanalore. what she decides to do, and particularly Marion Marauder from that outside post. As you know, post position nine can be tough to navigate. So I think Scott Zeron's really got a tough call to make when the gate folds.
3: Well, Emily, again, you guys do a fantastic job with everything you guys do out here. We appreciate you guys having us back. And uh, listen, congratulations. We were talking a little bit ago. I'm going to be in the same position you are come this race uh, next year, uh, being newlyweds.
12: Well, it's it's a wonderful time, I'll tell you that. It may get a little stressful here and there, but uh, it'll be a wonderful time of your life. If you're anything like me, you will plan your wedding around the racing season. So, luckily, I have a a very thoughtful and a very understanding husband. But, uh, no, I'm really excited, and getting back to you guys coming out, we just cannot thank you guys enough for the great coverage of Hoosier Park. We always enjoy having you, and uh, hope your listeners out there are are going to the windows and uh, having a little bit of luck here tonight.
3: All right, Emily, we are about a little over a minute away from post time. Uh, Thanks so much again for coming on. I got to put you on the spot.
12: Uh, Jimmy Freight or Always a Prince?
3: You know, I'm looking at the race, and I'm going to go with Jimmy Freight. All right. I think we're going to go with Jimmy Freight, even though I think that the home court advantage might help Always a Prince. We'll see what happens. I think Garnett's right where it may come down to trip.
12: Yeah, no, I I completely agree, especially with a short field. Now, we do have a short field, but it does not lack in talent. So I think with the outside post draw, and particularly when you have a short field, it really does come down to the trip and the drive. Jimmy Freight obviously has proved that he can overcome a lot of obstacles. So going to be interesting. I give the nod to always the prince with the inside post draw, and like you said, the home track advantage. So may the best horse win.
3: All right, Emily, thanks so much. And uh, listen, good luck with the rest of the night.
12: Thank you so much.
3: All right, guys. We are forty seconds away from the uh, twenty eighteen at Jenna's Beach Boy. Hold on, don't, don't go away. Just we want to if we're going to pick you up screaming on the microphone here, because I may be able to hear you, <laughs> you from. Yeah, I might be able to hear you screaming from all the way at the fence. Go enjoy the race, man. <laughs> he, he and for for those of you who don't know, Gold Sheet, he bet a ton of money to win on Atlanta, and as they were coming to the down the stretch, he's screaming in the background. That's the kind of trip. Who said he's coming from behind? Who said he's coming from behind? So it was kind of funny to uh, hear him, but we may hear him from um, all the way over there because he absolutely loves this horse.
4: Well, it's always good when you have a special interest on a horse and you can get to see a big race with him. He should be excited.
3: All right, race number eight is the 2018 Jenna's Beach Boy, $155,000 on the line. Favorite one to two, Jimmy Freight, always a prince at eight to five. They're picking up speed, gapping off the gate, five Rockin beach. And the rough and uh, pacing. Jimmy Freight gets the first call, matching strides with Always a Prince. As expected, an early battle here. Schnitzel do something. got away third. Then comes Doodle doo General Dolan is next. And Rockin' Beach is the trailer. It's Jimmy Freight on top by two open lengths here. We're stretched out just a little bit by Always a Prince and Trace the T-Trick. And these two will march to the opening quarter together. It's a gap of two. Back to Schnitzel do something. Then at the inside, Doodle do. Quarter time 25 and two. Jimmy Freight putting up the monstrous 25 and 2 fraction there leading by a length and a quarter trying to slow it down always a prince game to sit the pocket in a second with trace Dietrich aboard schnitzel do something is five and a half lengths off the lead third then comes mackle do to do here comes mccumber on the outside with rockin beach and the trailer is general dolan jimmy freight trying to slow it down to the half they're going to get to that half mile station with rockin beach within a length of the lead now within a neck of the lead 55 flat they really slowed it down there and mccumber is going to go after jimmy freight here so rockin beach has come on to take the lead by a length and a half over jimmy freight who is content now to sit the pocket in second race teacher's got a decision to make with always a prince is he going to flush out jimmy freight we're about to find out as they make their way to the top of the stretch here comes jimmy freight out of the pocket with a little bit more than a quarter of a mile to go here at hoosier park Rockin' beach with the lead a length and a quarter in front of jimmy freight on the outside always a prince is trying to come on schnitzel do something's trying to get into the race tier too. it's always a prince on the outside who is taking over the lead always a prince now a half a length in front Rockin' beach is waving the white flag jimmy freight trying to battle on from second always a prince with the lead and always a prince is going to draw off to win by a length and three quarters let's call it two lengths over jimmy freight and schnitzel do something in a photo 148 and four oh my God, bob I,
4: always a prince who was benefit of the trip that's the only thing i can say here. Well, coming up half mile marker he had um, Rockin beaches tossing his head to the side he really wanted to go he wouldn't rate and tuck in so he was forced to the lead he went right to the front, powered on by Jimmy Freight, and Jimmy Freight got used hard. Try to defend him off. That's that's what stopped him from having to kick down the lane. And always, a Prince set the perfect trip behind him and bursted down the lane for victory. Twenty-five and two opening quarter is is
3: flying, but not unexpected here at Hoosier Park. The wind guard, or Cheat, if you look the way it's facing, twenty-five and two is not, it isn't something you know to to you know, sniffle at to laugh at, but again, the wind is at their backs. So 25 and two wasn't nearly expected. I expected 25 and four or 26, uh, 26 flat, but Garnet, as you sit back down at the table, obviously uh, Jimmy Freight now, the unofficially is a third. So four, one, six, but you called it. It was the benefit of the pace here in this situation.
7: Yeah. It was interesting um, that, that uh, the five horse made a middle move there and kind of uh, made it into a new race where uh, maybe nobody expected that, but um, listen, full credit to the winner. Uh, he got a good trip, but he also won easily. So you can't take anything away from this horse. 15 wins this year. Now,
3: now, real quick, you know, uh, obviously Louis was set that crazy 25 and two opening fraction, but again, it wasn't too crazy. The wins at wins at his back, so it's not entirely crazy. But he he was smart to try to kind of slow it down and kind of control the pace a little bit.
7: Yeah, I think so. I mean, once once you go out that fast, you got to try and take a slow second quarter. But I guess Ricky McCumber wasn't having it. Where he <laughs> was sitting, he pulled out, and that kind of made the race what it was. I think.
4: Well, what happened there was that uh, Rockin' Beach tried to go, behind, go past one horse, the second to the last horse, and try to take the hole in, in fourth. But the horse moved up the inside, did not give him that hole, which it looked like he, he should have had. Forced him to go on. Head was t- head, the horse was tossing its head to the right, wanted to go. He had no choice but to take him to the top. And Jimmy Freight, he's the one that took the brunt of it.
3: All right, guys, race number eight is in the books. We're going to take a short timeout. When we come back, you've got more Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. 8782 Extension 5555.
6: At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America Way.
11: The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check with the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
3: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Garnett Barnsdale, Gold Sheet Bob, and Jess Scott, and standing by in the winter circle waiting for Trace Tetrick as race number eight. Excuse me, is official. We move on to race number nine, the money maker for three-year-old Philly Trotters, a purse of one hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. No surprise here. Gold Sheet Bob, one to nine on the ten.
4: Manchego. Well, Manchego, there's definitely a man amongst boys here in this field. <laughs> I mean, he raced great at uh, Woodbine and she, she, or she did excuse me, yeah. but he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean those races both both those last two races, this is like a two class drop in this race. So even from post ten, she races best you know four forward, to fourly placed from the lead or the pocket. But what I expect to happen is is once they get their positions all squared away going to make a big quarter pole brush and go right to the top and not look back
3: all right race number nine coming up next um and their gold sheet they while you were talking behind you they were bringing some stuff over to the front paddock they are going to be using the front paddock it looks like for uh, a couple of the big races here tonight so one thing that in gold sheet i know being from northfield we don't have the front paddock there But that's something, you know, kind of nice for the fans uh, to look at.
4: Sure, they can go over there, get themselves a little selfie with the the horses right there in the paddock. Good close view to them. Closest thing to be in the paddock. You don't see that um, every day. All right. Race number nine, again, up next here. The number
3: nine, Seviorum, was a horse that uh, Garnett, we sort of fancied in the Breeders' Crown. We'll get to that here in just a moment. It's just gotten getting ready to stand by with winning driver, Trace Tietrich.
5: Joined here by driver Trace Strick. Trace, can I talk, walk us through the race a little bit? Um, they kind of went a first
12: quarter, fast first quarter. Talk I through the race? You know, we stepped off there pretty hard. You know, 25-2, and two, I think, this was the first quarter. It was quick with the wind out of our backs on. Uh, sat in the two-hole. Ricky moved up the backside
10: really hard at uh, Louie and uh, uh, pushed the pace pretty hard. Right coming off the turn, we were moving, and uh, second up around Louie for a little bit. Then we flipped through deep and you no know, horse to the rest.
5: Now, you have a drive in the next race. Meadowbrook Grace, Kind of talk to us a little bit about her? Uh, she's
4: very versatile. She's getting sharp right now, again, at the right time. Uh, and I think she'll be competitive in here. I mean, it's just a tough group, but I think it'll all work out. Well,
5: congratulations and good luck. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Jess and as she stood, stood there with Trace Tietrick, the winner of the 2018 Jenna's Beach Boy, where we're going to talk to the uh, – hey, hey. Come on over here. We're we're, we're going to put you on the spot for a second. Okay. So so we're we're going to talk to the cold person here for just a second. Listen, you spent the last couple of days on the drug broadcast. You did a fantastic job, and, and you, you listen. We talked a little bit earlier about how what you did over the last three days is only like a. We only do a third of it here. How do you guys manage to do that? What kind of preparation work does it take to get that jug broadcast going together for you
10: guys?
9: Well, Mike, just let me start by saying thanks for having me. Thanks for stopping by. It's my first time here. Uh, coming out to Hoosier Park, what a first-class experience they put on here, and uh, it's something. has got some great races that have happened, and and a few couple great ones on tap yet. But uh, it certainly wasn't cold in that booth all week. Uh, Dave Brower and Dave V and Coney and myself, uh, we always have a heck of a time. But uh, you know, the weather was hot. But we'll, we said we'll take heat over rain any day. But uh, yeah, you know, doing this kind of thing is is really challenging, and some people don't really even understand. Uh, to do live radio or TV for six to eight hours a day, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it takes a, a little bit of, you uh, know, I, I can't even think of the word, maybe endurance. Endurance yep. is the word I'm looking for. Uh, but you know what, we have a, a lot of fun and uh, we sure hope everyone enjoyed it.
3: All right, Wendy, we're going to have you back on after the 10th race to talk about the, uh, I almost called it the Centaur Trotting Classic. They may not have us back. It's the Caesars Trotting Classic, and the horses are actually coming to the front paddock for the Caesars Trotting Classic. So uh, we'll catch everybody here soon. got Scott will have some paddock interviews uh, here in just a little bit. That is the signature race on the program here this evening. We are six minutes away from race number nine. We're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, Jess Gott, and Garnet Barnsdale, and Gold Sheet Bob. As trainer Jimmy Tactor goes by for his uh, on Pinkman, right by you, Gold Sheet Bob. So, Hambletonian champion Pinkman uh, walking by. He looks pretty good, actually. Yes, we did. Yeah,
4: it's a, it's it's nice watching walking watching him walk right by here, going right to that paddock. Get a nice view of him. As a fan, they're all right there, five feet away. All right, let's take a look at the field for the
3: ninth race. The $172,000 moneymaker for three-year-old Philly Trotters, one Hey Blondie, trained by Chuck Sylvester. Andrew McCarthy is in the sulky. This three-year-old Bay Philly was a winner in the Liberty Bell Series at Harris, Philadelphia.
4: The two is custom Ken tab. Christopher Beaver owns and trains, gets Peter Wren in the bike, has won four out of five, step up in class here. Um, Favorite the last five races, not going to be so much tonight.
3: Three, Meadowbrook Grace, currently a 21-1 to on the board. Trace Tietrich coming off a winning effort in the Jenna's Beach Boy on Always at My Place. Always at My Place, yeah, see so you again, you know. And uh, listen, Trace T-trick's gonna have a little bit of, you know, this is, this is a t- big step up from the Indiana Sire Stakes Company, the three, Meadowbrook Grace.
4: Forrest Pembroke Mystery, he's thirty one on the morning line. Um, a moderate three out of 12 victories, taking a big step up here, probably the biggest step up to, uh, of all of them, and really a long shot here. Number
3: four, perfect is Summer K. Louis Wa is in the sulky for trader Andrew Harris, coming off a fourth place effort at Harris, Philadelphia, after making a break in the Hudson at Yonkers Raceway. I think that perfect summer likes the bigger track more. 47 to 1 might be
4: worth a play. Six is uh, lesser rope. Uh, made a break two two back, rode the cones, found some room, showed a little bit of late late kick. But this is gonna be a tough spot from post six. It's gonna need a perfect drive just to have a shot to hit the board. Number seven Piranha
3: Fury. Our nifty Norman trains the trainer of world champion Be a Magician. David Miller is in the sulky. This horse likes to be close to the pace, and I think if David can get him into the right spot, he could provide a little bit of value underneath. Currently forty four to one.
4: The 8th is oh so easy. It's not going to be oh so easy here. 30, <laughs> 39 to 1 right now. Um, but i tell you what, you know, Yoder um, has them ready to go every time. The last three races firing out towards the lead, if uh, he can find a good early seat or she can find a good early seat, you know, she has some good value there. Could hit the
3: or uh, super for sure. Number nine, Seviorum, and uh, Garnett and I are going to talk about Seviorum because uh, this is a horse we liked in the Breeders' Crown. We'll get to that in a second. Trained by Julie Miller, Andy Miller is in the sulky. Was fifth, missing two lengths to Fatose in the uh, Pennsylvania Sire Stakes Championship. Was sixth in the Hamiltonian Oaks to winner. Number ten,
4: Manchego. Go ahead, Bob. Then rounding out the field is Manchego. Um, millionaire has won eighteen out of twenty-two. Three out of the last five, and only lost by a Nick on those other two races. And those were tougher fields than this. Couple levels, clearly the one to beat. I expect a big quarter pole from the quarter to the half move, brush to the front, and never look back.
3: All right, Garnet, let's talk about Saviorum for a little bit. Saviorum's kind of fallen off, uh, kind of fallen off here over the last couple of starts. But this is a horse we uh, we discovered Pinkman, we discovered we discovered uh, She's just kind of not been not been too hot as of late.
7: Yeah, you know, I'd like her a lot better if she had an inside post maybe to put underneath, but uh, to me it looks like she's going to be dropping back way, way back, and I, I can't really see where she, where she can get from there, but uh, maybe next time from a better post.
3: All right. As they get ready to um, race number nine, we're going to talk here in
4: just a moment. Bob, some uh, pretty nice value here so far. Well, Manchego is going to obviously be one to five or less, I like the horses along the inside, the one, Hey Blondie right now is four to one. So that's not really much value there, but McCarthy McCarthy comes out here to this track to drive, basically this horse. And, uh, from post one, he's, uh, the best shot at threatening Manchego, which I don't, it's gonna need a top effort. And then also I like the, uh, the two custom cantab granted. It's been fa- favored in all its races. And this is a big step up, but, um, beaver tends to have him ready to go for the big races and has done pretty well so all right
3: we're standing by with hall of fame trainer jimmy Tactor, and jimmy listen you've got nothing short of powerhouses here tonight uh let's first talk about manchego coming into the race uh was second just missed the neck in the elegant image but she raced really sharp
8: yeah she did i mean uh you know Tron's horse got the perfect trip and uh you know i mean they give us great feelings and uh you know, you're coming down and uh, we'll get a little better trip. And, uh, you know, she had to, you know, Yannick pulled a little bit sooner than he wanted to, you know, and that cost us the race. Now, we
3: talked a little bit about pace scenarios in the last race with a different set of horses, but a horse that's had a little bit of trouble pace scenario-wise is Pinkman. Um, and he draws post 10 tonight. It's unfortunate because Pinkman's a very nice animal.
8: He's, I mean, you oh, know, he's been drawing these kind of posts basically whole season. I mean, uh, I was hoping he should get to break someday, but... Uh, you know, I mean, he's good. I mean, you know, but it's hard to overcome. You know, even though you have a, you know, I don't like to, you know, there should never be any trailer because really, it's uh, you really. It doesn't matter if you have a quick horse in front of you. You're not going to end up uh, best best number five. You know, in the first quarter, if you're lucky, and uh, you know, he need he, and he have gate speed, so I was hoping he had a little better post.
3: Now let's talk about the big horse. Let's talk about Lazarus and. You know, and, and people are knocking me for saying this, but I don't care. I, you know, he's taken a lot of criticism over the last couple of weeks because he hasn't won uh, since his race here at the Dan Patch. But a horse that's only missed the board once in his career, he's a special horse anyway. Uh, tell us how he's been training up to the horse, training up to the race.
8: I thought he raced good the last start. I mean, I was very cautious with him. You know, I mean, he, his blood work was off the scale. And, uh, you know, he finished second behind a good horse. I mean, oh, he's, Wicked is no... You know, shame to get beat by him. And the, the, the last start, I, I thought he raced really good. I mean, I told Yannick we race him from behind because I don't want him to, you know, uh, you know. I mean, I know he's not going to be 100% sharp. I mean, uh, because we were very light into it because he was sick. And uh, he still paced the 53-1 and one, uh, outside last half. So I was satisfied with his uh, performance. And, uh, and uh, to me, it felt a little sharper warming up today. So hopefully we have him right on the game today.
3: Listen, I'm excited to see him back here at Hoosier Park. I know he's a fantastic racehorse, and I'm looking forward to seeing all three of your uh, big horses take the stage here.
8: Okay, well, don't forget Western Fame too. He's he finally got a good post, and I really, <laughs> I really like. Uh, you know, he's kind of sleeper in the race. You know, because you saw what happened in Tioga when he, you know, get the trip, and the, you know, he's a good horse. He's a good, top horse.
3: Jimmy, thanks so much for taking time out uh, of your busy night uh, and talking with us for a few minutes. Thank you
8: very much hall of
3: fame trainer jimmy tactor and guys you know listen the the one thing about the sport of harness racing uh but as they get ready to go to the gate here is, is we get to talk with the big players and guys like jimmy come by and talk to us all the time you've seen it. it it's just incredible
7: harness racing has the best people that's the best part of being involved with it i i i mean i say it all the time and it's true
3: you know go cheat uh like you you know this is your first show with us and you kind of see how it's get right going now it's incredible how we're able to just grab these guys and just say hey can you come over and talk to us real quick
4: i'm trying to keep my cool and not uh not uh make a fool out of myself but when john campbell walks by and says hi and uh i just uh and jimmy tactor t- right here talking to us i mean it's my first time but uh you guys may get used to that but for me it's a treat
3: All right, they're going to the gate for the 2018 Moneymaker, 1-5 to on the 10, Manchego, as they get ready to go to the gate for tonight's ninth race, a full field of 10. 10, Manchego starts from the second tier as they make their way to the top of the stretch for tonight's ninth race. Picking up speed. Here they kept. And the rough and trotting from the center. It's Perfect Summer who gets the first call. Custom Cantab shows speed from the inside. Manchego's trying to get into an early position. She's going to get back into fourth as Hey Blondie will take a position in third. On the outside, racing in fifth is Seviorum. First over to the outside is Lassero. That is at the inside next is Pembroke Mystery. Two back to Piranha Fury. And the back marker is oh so easy. On to the first turn they go. And it's Custom Cantab on the lead by a length and a quarter. Hey Blondie on the outside is second. Then at the inside, Perfect Summer, content to watch the action from the pocket. Manchego's on the outside, racing second over through an opening quarter of 27 and 3. The inside, Siviorum, watching the action from fifth, seven lengths off the lead. Then at the length and a quarter further back to Alasa Rope. Meadowbrook Grace is next, A length and a half further back to Pembroke Mystery, it was 12 lengths off the lead. Then comes Piranha Fury, and oh, so easy is the trailer. And Manchego finally made the top. Manchego's on the lead through a half and 56 and 2, 28 and 4. In that second panel, it's Manchego Manchego on the engine here Leading by a length and a quarter Over Hay Blondie Who races in second Then at the inside Custom Cantab is third First over bid there for Sev and now Sev Yorum will take a sl- seat along the inside to save a little bit of ground. Now bouncing back to the outside, but it's the high-stepping Manchego who has the lead. Manchego is going to turn first with the lead past the three-quarters in 125 and 229 seconds for Manchego, who's caught on a line there. It looks like Manchego caught on a little bit of a, a right line, left line as they come into the stretch. It's Custom Cantab with the lead. Manchego oh, the, still on the left line. Custom Cantab up the inside but it 's Manchego who 's going to be kept it, and Manchego three in front of custom cantab manchego dominant here in the uh, money maker in one of fifty three flat we 're going to talk to our horsemen uh, here for a second, uh, Jess gotten and Jessica, you work with the horses you watch with these watch them race uh, on a consistent basis. And you you heard me say it looked like she was locked on a little bit of a line there. Her head was facing the infield. What does that normally mean when the driver has to do that?
5: Um, not necessarily a driver doing anything at all. It's kind of just how the horse um, presents himself. Like you could probably want to put a Murphy blind to keep her head straight or maybe a little bit of a head pull if he's running in or out at all. But it kind of just looks like she was just looking at what was on the inside or not necessarily running out at all. But it definitely uh, – she did run out a little bit, I guess you could say, but it didn't really hurt her any in this scenario.
3: Well, she got caught on a line at Pocono and made a break. And uh, I'll tell you what, she did not look bouncy at all in this race at all.
5: No, she looks pretty smooth going. It looks like um, she looks very sound as well. So she may have had some soundness issues when she did that back at Pocono.
3: All right. We'll be looking for you in the winter circle here in a moment. It's nice to have Gold Sheet. It's nice to have a little bit of a horseman's aspect on the show as well, because when a horse gets locked on a line like that, you want to be able to know what's going on.
4: Oh, yeah. She's in a no. Very well spoken and does it like it is i mean you can't ask for better information than that
3: garnett let's uh let's kind of talk to you about this race uh, manchego was locked on the left line there uh, coming down the stretch her head was kind of you know to the infield and like we talked to jessica about um she made a break at pocono when she did that uh you know she didn't look all that bouncy and she looked dominant here uh, no urging needed
7: you know she was locked on the line pretty much for the whole mile of mohawk um, and uh i agree with jimmy that uh, fatosa's got the perfect trip there was people that were we're flipping out about how she got shut off and stuff. Uh, she got shut off for like a half a second and kind of slid out and followed <laughs> followed good cover. So I don't think the trip was uh, – I think Fat- Fatosa did get the best trip. But Manchego gets locked on the line a lot, and maybe it's something to look for uh, when she's warming up if she's got her head cocked to the inside.
3: All right.
13: Join Meadowlands Racing and
9: Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Hambletonian. Join us for promotion tax Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the Survivor Wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com.
11: The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check with the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
3: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerica. Mike Carter, alongside of Garnet Barnsdale, Jess got, and Gold Sheep Bob. Sorry about the technical difficulties there for a moment, but uh, Garnet Race number nine, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, Manchego. Much the best there.
7: Much the best, and uh, our uh, Savorum there came in third at uh, Monster Odds. Was she about thirty-nine to one or something? Something along those lines. So she made, should have won a ten-nine all, ten-all nine or something along that. She lines.
3: raced good though. Savorum Sevior, really likes this racetrack. That's you yeah. know. Listen, some horses like the bigger racetracks, and and I'm gonna mention this now while, while we're talking about it. Savorum has been to the Poconos and to the Meadows. And then, of course, to the Meadowlands for the Hamiltonian Oaks. But she hasn't really done all that extremely well at the Poconos or the Meadows. Maybe she just likes the bigger track, but she's only missed by a length and a half, two lengths in both of her starts.
7: Yeah, and it's, um, like I said, it's not easy to come third in a race like this from the nine hole when you know you're chasing a a massive chalk that's going to be in the lead fairly quickly. So it was a good race for her. Um, Garnet,
3: have you called and checked on Kim?
7: Why?
3: Sydney Weaver just marked herself safe in the tornado up there.
7: Tornado? Sydney's four hours from Kim. She's in Ottawa.
3: Ah, okay. Wow. So, Ottawa, Ontario, I guess uh, some – where's Ottawa at? It's Toronto?
7: it's about two-thirds of the way between Toronto and Montreal, four hours east, say. Huh. So,
3: um, some tornado action uh, going through. Kind thoughts and prayers with everybody out there. Uh, as I saw that come through, so, so, so everybody knows we're doing this live and on, on, on the fly. So we don't, we don't have a plan here. There's no schedule, none of that stuff. So, Garnet, when, when I saw that, <laughs> I got a little nervous for a second because every, it seems like everything's Ontario up there, Ottawa, Ontario. Yeah. It seems like everything's kind of mixed in with Ontario. Well, and Kim
7: was supposed to go to the cottage uh, in Muskoka with her, with her uh, father, which is on an island. So if a tornado went through there, that, that wouldn't be good. Right, right.
3: All right, race number ten is up next. We are six minutes away. This race holds a special um, holds a special place in my heart. We have breaking news: um, Doug McNair has been named the national driving championship and will replace Louis Wa in the national driving championship.
7: Yeah, Louis. Uh, yeah.
3: Let's hear this direct quote from Garnet.
7: Louie had some drives he said he had he had to commit to in some uh, stake races up there. He didn't want to give those drives up, so uh, Dougie uh, slid in, and uh, obviously a good replacement. So, well, breaking,
3: <laughs> breaking news here is Doug McNair. Uh, Doug McNair has, has had a tough couple of days, so we won't talk about that. But race number 10 holds a special place in my heart. Uh, Larry Reinheimer loved this program. Uh, he trained Freaky Feet Pete. Uh, that's what he was most known for, but he was a respected Indiana horseman. Larry Reinheimer died on this night three years ago. Um, He was uh, getting Freaky Feet Pete ready for his battle between Always Be Mickey and Wiggle It, Jiggle It. And uh, he came off of the race bike and had a heart attack before passing away. So our thoughts and prayers continue to be with the Larry Reinheimer family again. Larry Reinheimer was the first Small Stable of the Year winner. Um, for post time with Mike and Mike. So, um, you know, Larry was a, uh, Larry was a fantastic uh, individual. He's a great fan of our show. And uh, again, this race holds a special place in, uh, in my heart. Uh, As a full field of 11, we'll go post word uh, gold sheet. We're going to kind of talk about the race here for a minute and uh, scratch number four, sand Sterling. It's a pretty big scratch here. Um, The four uh, was three in the morning and four train Melissa.
10: Yes
4: won three in a row, and it was pretty impressive, and uh, top pick in the race, but uh, it's a no-go here in here in the tenth. All right, race number 10 is a race that's kind of got a little bit of speed. Um,
3: Ernie Gaskins got one in here with the three image of a rocker uh, who was third by a half a length in his last start. Uh, Stepping up a little bit in class here uh, to face a little bit tougher company, but it's a full field of 11. Number nine, American Chrome, might also present a little bit of value as well. We'll get to that here in a moment. Race number 10, the Larry Reinheimer Memorial, per $17,500. Let's meet the field number one, King Lil' Joe. is trained by Laurie Anderson. Andy Shetler is in the sulky. 31 on the morning line, 38 to 1 right now. will be tough from the inside.
4: The two rocking thighs. Won two of the last three, but those two were at Northfield, and uh, I can tell you that those fields were, no, were close to the level of this one. So you get the driver... Driver upgrade to Ross Leonard, who did it last time and did quite well in, versus these types. And a repeat performance, he'll be a player.
3: Number three is Image of a Rocker, owned by Ian e Gaskin. Rosenbalt and Waypoint Stables, Ernie Gaskin, trained Sam Widger, is in the sulky. Coming off a third-place effort last time out, like I said before, against a little bit easier company, currently 5-2 to two on the line. The four
4: scratch, so the five is rocking machine. Hit the board in two to the last three. It's another entry for Ernest Gaskin. Uh, Mickey Holiday drives this one. It's been riding the rail for most of the, most of the races recently, and it's going to need a lot of luck to uh, hit the ticket here.
3: Number six, Lori's Rockstar. Lori's Rockstar is owned by the Windstar Farm. David Miller picks up the sulky, A Pretty uh, big driver change here from Trace Tietrich. Um, this horse actually got over the Hoosier Park surface extremely well last week only missed by six, excuse me, made up six lengths in the stretch and gold sheet. As you've learned already tonight, you could make up probably about 15 lengths if you had to, <laughs> uh,
4: the seven here, always a BB. Uh, this one has been getting some pretty good draws, but, um, it's lacked the late punch a little bit and, uh, off to you here, Mike. Well, listen, li- we, we talked a little bit earlier about this. This is
3: live. We kind of interrupt ourselves, whatever. Let's, let's talk with our man, Adriano Sorella. Adriano, uh, Listen, you know, and we were talking before, 25-2 and in the first quarter. Wasn't really a surprise to us with the wind at their backs. Uh Talk to us a little bit about Jimmy Freight, and uh, have you seen him yet since
13: he's raced? No, actually, no, I didn't see him. Uh, I haven't seen him since he's raced, but uh, I could tell 25-2 and two is a little bit too quick maybe to go to the first quarter, but, um, you know, that's the way Louie wanted to race him, and, uh, you know, we got beat by a really nice horse tonight.
3: Now talk to us about Jimmy Freight just in general. He's a very nice racehorse. Uh, he, he sort of... You know, he had post eight in the messenger stakes. I know you're aiming towards the, uh, towards the little brown jug, but he's really hung with these three year olds and
13: uh, proved that he belongs. Yeah, he's done real well with the three year olds. Uh, the messenger was kind of uh, it was not what we wanted to draw, That's, uh, we drew the eight hole, and uh, he raced real tough there. And, uh, you know, he had the track record in the elimination. I, I really wish we didn't get the eight hole there, but we still raced them, and uh, I, I think that, you know, if that race was a little bit set up a little bit differently, we would have probably won.
3: All right, now the big question. Where does he go from here? Is it back to Ontario for the Ontario Sire Stakes? Uh, are you pointing towards the Breeders' Crown? What's, look, what's his schedule look like? Uh,
13: he's going back to Ontario for the uh, Super Final. So, um, you know, I've always wanted to win a Super Final. So uh, we're going to go back there, and then uh, I guess we'll, we'll take a look and reevaluate after that race and see if we'll supplement to the Breeders' Crown.
3: All right, Adriano, listen, you guys have a very nice 3-year-old on your hands, and even in defeat, he looks very sharp. Thank you right Adriano Sorella talking about the Jenna's Beach Boy uh race but we were, we were talking about um we were talking about their Jimmy Freight and Jimmy Freight has proven time and time again gold Sheet and garnet that he can hang with these 3 year olds and even in defeat the horse looked sharp tonight uh, like he said you know it's kind of how Louie wanted to race him and uh you can definitely sense though uh that there's some disappointment there
4: uh, Jimmy Freight I mean come on he's it's, it's, it's no It's not something that you don't know, that he's with the top three-year-olds. He should have been – he was good enough to race in a little brown jug. It's proven that he is one of the best and can win on any given night. It's unfortunate he had a tough trip tonight, and he couldn't make the jug, but no doubt he's right up there with all of them.
3: And Garnett, uh, you know, it it didn't sound like uh, the 25-2 and was even close to what maybe the plan was. Um, You've been really close with these guys and close with these connections. Does he kind of let Louie, you know – Dictate what he's going to do, or does he kind, of, you know, does he kind of give him some instructions of, you know, hey, maybe we should try this tonight.
7: No, no, there's no, there's never any instructions. Um, I, I've never heard that he's ever given him any kind of instructions. He kind of just lets him do, you know, what he thinks is best. Um, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it wasn't the best trip tonight. I, I don't usually question that. Lou how Louis drives. He's a very successful, young, very good driver. But, you know, um, if I was going to wonder anything, I wonder why why pull out of the pocket uh, coming around the last turn when you got the. When you got the passing lane at your disposal, and uh, you know, always the prince hasn't used it at all. Maybe force his hand to go first up and then join him in the stretch. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, some races go your way and some don't, and uh, he'll be back to fight another day.
3: All right, we're going to take a very short timeout. We're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. 8782 extension 5555 5, 5, 5.
2: 12 championship races The
1: captain, not to be denied. One spectacular
2: night. And father Patrick going to coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono Catching
1: up the Rio, modern life in there. For Dead game, clear vision right on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish,
0: foiled again, and Pet Rock together, one
2: Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017
3: for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge,
7: please... Rockstar, always a BB, Velocity Smoke, American Chrome, lots to live for. And on the second tier, Wise Image. This field is now in motion, and here they come. They're off and pacing in the Rheinheimer Memorial. From the far outside, American Chrome is looking to leave. Rockin' Machine in between horses get under urging from Mickey Holiday to go to the front, and that's Rockin' Machine under heavy urging, making front with image of a rocker moving up second. American Chrome is going to be forced to take back here in third as Rocks and Things closes up the hole. Fifth is Little Joe, racing six lots to live for. Back to Wise Image, Lori's rock star, always a BB, and Velocity Smoke can see them all. Past the quarter in 26-2, and two, the battling continues as Image of a Rocker takes over, but we'll soon see American Chrome in his rearview mirror here comes American Chrome going right on by to the front for Trace T-Trick. Image of a Rocker will now sit second as... Things seem to sort themselves out with Rockin' Machine third. Rocks and Things is fourth. Staying put, King Little Joe fifth. Moving up on the outside sixth now is Velocity Smoke with lots to live for on the inside. Moving up on the outside, Lori's Rockstar from the back. And as they pass the half in 55-3, and three, American Chrome continues to lead the way for Trace T-Trick. Image of Rockers having some problems in the pocket, so Rockin' Machine comes to the outside around that one as American Chrome looks to get away. Moving off the rail now into fourth is Wise Image with Rocks and Things fifth. And as they come to the top of the stretch towards the three quarters, American Chrome is still in command in 123 and four. American Chrome will try to get it home from here. Moving up again on the inside is Image of a Rocker, and Machine on the outside. Looking to split horses is Wise Image, but American Chrome is still there. An eighth of a mile to go, American Chrome laboring but holding on. Rockin' image on the outside, image of a rocker on the inside, American Chrome. Image of a rocker moving up on the inside, it's going to be a tight finish, American Chrome holding on! Rockin' machine second, image of a rocker third with the live form. Moving up the outside fourth, the final time, 152 flat. Big mile by American Chrome and Trace Tietrich. Well, Jessica, American Chrome, uh, took a while to make the front there, but uh, she, was, uh, she meant business, and uh, that was a big, gutsy mile she went to hang on. Yes, and
5: speaking of digging, this, this horse is very big, and the fun fact is the, the bike that Trace is driving in
7: right now is a pretty expensive thing for him. It's a big horse. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at him now coming down on the, on the uh, replay, and uh, he is much bigger than every other horse that's uh, in behind him. Absolutely. And, you know, the three horse image, image of a rocker went a big mile considering uh, when they were going to the last turn, he seemed to have some issues with the driver seesawing on him there for a, a few seconds, and uh, he managed to come back on for third. And Rocket Machine, the horse that was under heavy urging at the start, uh, held second, so he was live for the entire race. Yeah, that
0: was a very pleasant um, field
7: of the other horses there. Absolutely. So uh, the, we have nine American Chrome winning. Rockin' Machine, the five was second, the three image of a rocker third, and the ten lots to live for was fourth. That's a nine five three ten superfecta three to two on top of seventeen to one, followed by two to one and eighteen to one. That'll pay pretty good, I think. And my seventy two combination pick five ticket single to American Chrome moves on to race eleven. Good, you? Good, good, good.
5: race eleven will be the who's Pace, derby guard.
7: who do you like in here you know i i, I three horses in the pick house may just trip out and uh you know I have some scott zero on magic down the lane and slide past some battling leaders so i have split the house on top I, obviously i used mcwicket and and uh lazarus and there there are some other contenders but those are the three i used in the pick five
5: yeah, um, I also like the one split the house. Like I said earlier on the show, he had a very impressive race uh, back at Toyota Downs. I'm sitting in the two hole and just coming up the inside to win it in 49 and one. I'm coming home in 28 seconds. I think we could just kind of flattened out, but then again, it was a very very nasty night down at Toyota Downs there two weeks ago.
7: It was a nasty night, and I think speed was holding and. Um, That's not McWick's trip chasing a 53 and two half. It was kind of a little bit of a bizarre race the way it was raced. And, you know, going back to Split the House, not only was his last race impressive, but uh, his race in the Canadian Pacing Derby, he was bottled up until very late, and uh, he was really live at the wire. And that's kind of why I liked him last time. And he was a good price uh, at Scioto as well, 5 to 1.
5: Yes, and also when he was here for the Dan Patch, he just had too far to come, I think, coming down the stretch. I thought he was very impressive there as well.
7: You know, one thing Jimmy Tactor said in the interview was don't forget about Western fame. He mentioned that he couple issues, you know, a bad post, uh, uh, and then maybe a little bit too far to come from the Ewart. He's got the two-hole. He may be able to sit a, you know, a decent trip, too, and uh, maybe at least get a piece of it if not threatened.
5: Yeah, I agree, and I think there'll be a lot of early speed up front as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and see if anybody can come from behind
7: yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you got filibuster. Hanover is probably going to be a lever. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they race Lazarus tonight because Jimmy said that uh, he he instructed Yannick not to race him on the front because of the sickness that he had uh, following the uh, the Canadian Pacing Derby. So it'll be interesting to see if they go back and uh, put him on the front like they did in his first North American start when he raced there from the nine hole.
5: Yeah, it will be definitely interesting. Gold Cheap Bob, who do you like in the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby?
7: Well, Lazarus looks like the one to beat to me.
4: Um, Jimmy talking about. Having him come from off the pace was interesting. I mean, he still made a, a move, a first move, and then he made a second move, and was outside a long way, and still only lost by two. I think a better trip is is going to happen here, and he's the one to beat.
5: Um, anybody you like in here for a price?
4: Well, um, I agree with split the house. It was, looked pretty good. Post one should have it, have him in position. I don't think there's going to be any real big surprises in in this race. Um, Mick Wicket's going to be right there. So one, three, and six is that's the best I can do here. It looks like the favorites are going to do do it here. Okay,
7: um, we got 13 minutes to post, and uh, Lazarus has come open up as a one to five favorite. He's still getting heavily bet despite um, d- despite losing twice in a row. What do you make of that, Gold sheet, Bob? One to five is that a fair price? Let's take a
4: look here. How much is in the pool? Oh, there's there's a, quite a bit. In the, there's five five grand in the pool, so yeah, he's getting a lot of respect. I mean, well, last time he was here, um, long layoff came from post nine, drew off late. I mean, now he's coming back to the Hoosier Park. All the fans remember that race three three times ago. That's where the money's going.
7: Yeah, you know, one thing to consider though, I think, you know, his first start here, there may be some kind of a little bit of a mystique where um, he never really got challenged much, right? Now that uh, he's been beaten twice in a row, maybe the drivers uh, won't give him as much respect as you might think uh, if he goes to the front. Be interesting to see. You might get a you might get a move like uh, happened in the Jimmy Freight race.
4: That's definitely true. I mean, there's speed to the inside. You know, it's not going to be a cake-off for, for Lazarus. Um, the one question mark for me, as I've only seen a race a few times, like everybody else here in the States, I don't know if he can handle coming from off the pace. Last week, you know, it was a hard-fought race and didn't didn't really have that late punch to get up. So that is the big question mark for sure.
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think we kind of kind of ran down the field pretty good. I think uh, Mike's going to come back on here now and maybe tell us who he likes.
3: Listen, don't book a hotel in this area. That's all i got to say. Jeez, man, there's... A lot of stuff going on. All right. Let's talk with the one and only Wendy Ross. We're going to talk about the um, 11th race here in just a second. Uh, Jessica, do you have my program? Oh, it's – hey, Garnet. Okay. 11th race, now that we've kind of – Huh. Now that things are a little bit more relaxed, thanks to Garnet and Jessica. Listen, you know, live radio, things happen, you know. Let's talk with Wendy Ross. And uh, Wendy, let's talk first the 11th race. Uh, it's the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. It's the co- co-feature event of the evening. Obviously, Lazarus is the talk of the tote board at 1 to 5. McWicket at 5 to 1. I'm kind of surprised here.
9: Yes, Michael. For me, Mick Wickett at five to one right now is two to one morning line. So I like that you're going to get a, a little bit of a price and a little bit of value on him right now. Looking for him to rebound from that start at Sciota. It was a sloppy track. Twenty six and two, 53 and two. But I just don't think that the track that night, if you were there, was just really capable of. Uh, you know, it was kind of tiring, and I think uh, you know they didn't really come back that much, and um, uh, and it just didn't didn't suit him all too well, uh, considering throughout uh, the season here he's been so sharp and when he's been doing his best work late I think tonight the track looks superb and I think it's going to set up for him uh, as he was last time how sharp he was here it's going to make him to, to be able to do his best work late so for me on top I do like the three Mick Wicked.
3: Number one split the house is kind of an interesting play to me as well 6-1 to one on the morning line currently 6-1 to one. the morning line odd maker has, has this one pretty much pegged split the house raced extremely well in the year we were both there one by a neck uh, but that, that, that night uh, split the house came up the inside with aaron merriman and i just happened to get the perfect trip he
9: he did get the perfect trip i think we actually said in the recap just got a perfect two-hole trip right to the winner circle gets the rail in here i think anytime chris oaks throws his hat in the ring he has to be considered especially with the rail here gets the first time steer with scotty z so you have to think that scotty's going to use the rail with his position and it's just going to have to see this horse is just a nice old class horse he's two for nine on the year but um Seven for nine on the ticket, so he's you know he always consistent. Likes to do his work. You have to think if he's got a shot and is in striking distance coming down the stretch, you have to get him. And what are we going What's the price right now on him? And you're getting um, him. Right and, behind. You, you, right behind you, yep. Oh, where are we? Yeah. Oh, right it's here. five to one right here. So. Um, I I think you could get a price there as well.
3: All right, race number 12 is the race I told you we were going to kind of sit down and discuss. It's the uh, Caesars trotting classic free-for-all trotters. And it's nice, it's kind of refreshing to see Abregato back in stakes company. Uh, He made a start in the Crawford Farms at Tiger Downs and just did not like the seconds here much at all. Has won two straight against open horses. I, I would like to say that he's probably going to bounce back here. But it's kind of a question mark at this point.
9: Well, just let me mention, I, I was back there checking out uh, the field for the Caesar Trotting Classic, and, and just what a group of horses—just absolutely, absolutely exceptional. Uh, just big, the the classiest of the class trotters that if you want a trotter that's what you all want them to look like they're just there's something to see i, I actually went live on our harness racing fans so everyone could get a feel of the field as far as abrogado six starts last year only six starts this year michael 45 for 91 life though and i think when you deal with a trotter of his caliber paul kelly you don't want to race him unless he's sharp and i think that they've picked their spots uh and, you know and he's great he's great uh, a opposite of that post 10 uh, a couple starts back there at tioga i think that uh, he's been sharp other than that and i think with the rail in here he's going to be a threat coming back to the big track have to see what he has to offer
3: a horse that impressed me in his last start was the three crazy wow winning the maple leaf trot by a three to three quarters lengths and garnet is staring at me because wood by mohawk park is his home track and i know this Race had to really impress him as well. We'll get to him and his thoughts in a second. Uh makes his um third start for trainer Marcus Melander. Um uh, another horse though that I want to talk about is the four Hanalore Hanover and Emily was talking with us earlier and they said they had to move Hanalore because she was kicking and you know she's causing all sorts of ruckus. She is not the nice she's a nice horse on the track. She's not the nicest horse in the barn, that's for sure.
9: You know, she's full of herself. She's a a sassy girl, and, uh, you know, she's earned that right, that's for sure. So uh, she is full of herself. But I'm going to tell you, I checked her out and spent some time with her in the paddock, and she seems razor sharp tonight. She is kicking and just full of herself. So I think we're going to see the best handler we have seen in a couple weeks. And even looking at that last start, Yannick decided to take a different approach, had the outside, raced her from the back, 27-3. and That's the best final quarter that we have seen with seen from her uh in the last month or so so you have to think that they they rested her they were conservative in their drive last time saved her to where they thought you know she hadn't been sharp so they took a different route and i think you saw we saw her back to her old self it might just not have shown it that she was fifth but she was only beaten five so don't leave her off you're at 14 to one right now at Hanover if you use her someone could cashier
3: nine to one currently on excuse me nine to one geez number nine marion marauder five to two on the morning line and race number 12 for trader paula wellwood was second in the maple leaf trot by three and three-quarter lengths this is a horse that has really put on a uh, show this year has made four hundred and forty four thousand dollars pretty impressive uh, what this
9: horse has been able to do marion marauder is, is is just a such a nice class old horse coming here at five now he's always had something to show but even here at five he's been razor sharp i mean he's got four uh four wins in his last six starts and this is the horse he draws post nine and he has just not had the best drawing luck at all this year but that's okay because this is the type of horse he can put himself in position early and he likes to do his best work late as well and this stretch here is going to play to his advantage scotty's is going to put him in the right spot and you're going to see him that it's going to pay off late
3: all right, Wendy. Well, listen, we're going to put you on the spot now. Race 12, who's your pick?
9: Mary Marauder.
3: Very less confidence. I love it. It's, I
9: did it, it in this race. I really want a nine, three, four, eight crazy. Wow. For the new connections, Brian Sears in town to drive you know,
3: 10,000 wins.
9: Yes. So he, he is here. He's doing some driving here. So he made the trip from Jersey to come here for the Melander connections. Uh, the horse has been, he's three, four, two for his last three for the new connections. And the horse has always been a world champion Two over 2.5 million in the bank. So he knows how to do his work. Post three in here, I think he's razor sharp coming into this event.
3: All right, Wendy. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time out of the night. I know you've been busy uh, tracking for the fan zone and, uh, listen, you're doing some great work with them. And uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know who's put more miles on than uh, me and you other than this guy over here who was at the jug with us uh, yesterday. So... (laughs)
9: <laughs> you know, I, you know, you really have to, to to tip your hat to anyone who, uh such as you and in the Mike and Mike show, Mike Buzas. You guys really do such a great job coming around and covering the events, and that's what we need. We need that publicity, Michael. You know that's something you and I work on daily with our new position. And uh you know, it's it's because of people like you and, and shows like this that uh keep the sport going and and keep it getting out there for for the fans.
3: Listen, my head is already big enough. You don't have to make it. Hold, hold on, let me is. slip you a twenty. Let me slip you the twenty. I
9: know it is. Don't <laughs> worry.
3: <laughs> All right, Wendy. Thanks so much, Thank and we'll, we'll be seeing with you soon. And uh, listen, we've got some fantastic races coming up. The 11th race is the.
7: Um, hey, did you hear my race call?
3: Yeah, I did. You it, did a hell of a job it, considering it, there was track is. So it, you know, it didn't suck. Well, listen, I got the longer cord because you're closer to the thing, so. Listen, it didn't suck. You want to know why it didn't suck? Because you had trackers. So hey, you're man, fine. Nobody,
7: they don't ask how at the cashier. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, listen, you know, great job stepping in. So Wait. for those who don't realize what, what happened, the uh, we booked mine and Garnett's hotel room through Expedia. Expedia calls and says they overbooked. So we got to move you. Okay, they got to move me. Well, the, the hotel is going to be more expensive. Okay, well, how much more is it going to cost? Don't worry about it. We're going to cover it. We sent you an email with all the stuff. So. You know, so now so now I guess we're staying at a better hotel. Okay. At a better room, and we only paid the rate that I paid for it. Even so, better. So you know what? That's that's not too bad. They are getting ready to enter the racetrack for the eleventh race. Myself, Gold Sheet Bob and Garnett Barnes, they are gonna take you through the field of horses for the eleventh race. The eleventh race is the Hoosier Pacing Derby free for all. <laughs> And they're getting ready to come on to the racetrack for the 11th race. It's the $177,000 Hoosier Pacing Derby. And Garnet, I'll tell you, I, I'm excited. This might be the only time I get to call Lazarus. Ah, uh, right, so never, I, know. I'm, never I'm, say I, never, man. I, I, you know what? Listening, listen, listen I, I'm really enjoying getting to call a few of these races. We, have, for those who don't know, normally we use the track announcer, but we have not been able to get the sound on our TV to work, which is no problem. Between the three of us, we've called enough races for sure. to, uh, to get, get through the program. And you notice Mr. Bozich has the night off. So uh, you know what? He's enjoying a night out with his family. Let's take a look at the field. Number one, Split the House. 3-1 to one on the board currently coming off a win in the Jim Ewart Memorial. Trained by Chris Oaks. Owned by the Crawford Farms Racing Partner, Scott
4: Zeron is in the sulky. For the one, Split the House. Who's Western fame. Jimmy Tactor Trains. It's his number two guy here in the stable, but like like on the interview we heard, he's no slouch. He's been too far back the last couple, looking to score uh, an upset here tonight.
7: The three, McWicked, coming off a dull effort, I guess you could say, uh, in the Ewart, but uh, that was over a very sloppy track, so it's an excuse. The race before that, he was a powerful first-over winner in the Canadian Pacing Derby, beating Lazarus. McWicket has earned in excess of three million dollars. Really needs no introduction if you're a harness racing fan.
3: Number four, Don't Tell Me Again, is owned by Patton Racing Stables. Jim King Jr. trains Tim Tetrick is in the sulky. Jim and Joanne Looney King have been razor sharp in these races, and I'll tell you what, thirteen to one might make her might make
4: him worth the play. The five is filibuster Hanover right now, twenty-seven to one on the board. Um, Burke and Ronnie Rand Jr. is in the bike he has been outside looking in the last the last few long shots. It's gonna be in a tough spot here. Gonna need a lot of things to go his way.
7: Six is the wonder from down under, Lazarus N, forty seven times in the money out of forty-eight. But a little bit of a chink in his armor coming off two second place finishes here in North America. Yannick Jingarod drives for Jimmy Tactor and Taylor Made Stallions, who paid a huge price for this horse in the spring.
3: Number seven is Beckham Z Tam, the pride of Indiana and the breeders crown champion. He's kind of fallen off his way as of late. Had to go without Lasix in the pre-detay, which he won, Garnett, up at Hippodrome. And we'll get back to that here in a second because
4: since adding Lasix, this horse has not performed all that well. D8, Delta winner, Mark Silva trains Andy Miller is in the bike. Gets the outside post here, not the furthest out, but the post 8. And it's, it's going to be a struggle for him being second to the last probably. He's going to need a big, hot front end to have any chance to uh, hit the bottom
7: bottom here. Nine is all bets off, uh, trained by Ron Burke, driven by Matt Kakeli, owned by Burke Racing Stable and Partners. Having probably an off year for him, I guess only made 123000 probably up against it from the nine hole, but he could close for a piece of the super. Listen, I'm going to take
3: a... Sw- Listen, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'm going to cash when this... I'm going to... Ca- yeah, see, he knows what I'm going to say. All right, I'm going to uh-huh. cash when this horse finally wins, and at 40-1, to 1, might be worth a play here tonight, but... It's a, it's an outside chance. I'm gonna say that. It's definitely an outside chance from post nine.
4: You shoot enough bullets, eventually one's gonna hit.
7: That's right. You uh no the the one I was gonna say I probably can't say, but about <laughs> something sticking to the wall.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, boys, let's take a look at this here. And is anybody really kind of surprised at the price you're getting on McWicked? McWicked defeated Lazarus, um, in the Canadian Pacing Derby and then was fourth in a dead heat. Only missed by a length in three quarters. Five to two is not a bad price.
7: Look how sharp this horse looks, Split the House. He's taking a lot of money and man, does he look sharp there he on the TV. He looks good, doesn't he? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, McWig is five to two now. He's probably going to go off somewhere in the five to two, two to one range. I'm not really surprised because I figured Split the House would take some money. He's a strong third choice at three to one. I think it's being bet about the way I would have figured it to be.
4: I definitely have to agree with that. The, um, the key to this race is will a seven, eight, or nine try to fire out to push the pace? It sure doesn't look like it on paper, which is going to allow them to settle in up front. Only the ones coming first and second over probably have a chance. Mick, Nick, Wicked isn't going to get past three wide likely, so it looks like it's all the inside, the outside horses will be have a tough spot here. It's funny you say that though, uh, Gold Cheat, because
3: Garnett, you and I both know from being at the Meadowlands Pace, the one thing we had, one thing we said that um Dorsodoro Hanover had to do from post-10 at the Meadowlands was what? You remember. Leaving at a spot. Was leaving at a spot. Look who's driving all bets off. Not that all bets off can leave. We've seen all bets off, you know, over and over and over again. Not saying he can leave, but, not, you know, Maddie's not afraid to uh, step on the gas if he has to.
7: Sure. I mean, he could he could uh, leave well enough to maybe start fifth or sixth, but um, I don't know. I mean, he got a lot of speed to his inside. Filibuster, you know, is going to leave. Split the house is going to leave. Don't tell me again is going to leave. They're probably going to be – They're going to be in the top five for sure, and the question is, where's Lazarus and McWicked going to be? So, you know, you got to think um, one through six is probably going to be racing first through six at the quarter. I would.
3: Yeah, this is a very interesting race, uh, guys, and the betting board here, you know, people are not dismissing Lazarus, and do I think Lazarus is going to win this race? It's possible, but I think a lot of people are wagering off of his last performance here, and Garnet. We were our, I, we were here for that night. Um, I don't think you were here with us, but you saw that race on tape, and, and it, he didn't, I mean, it wasn't like he did anything special. No. Um, I, and I believe it was Split the House who came up to engage him.
7: Yeah. I wasn't really overwhelmed by it. I mean, uh, they all kind of just let him go on the front. No, nobody really challenged him early, and he was being asked at the end. I mean, listen, it was his first start in North America. You know, there's a lot of reasons why it may not have been impressive, but... You know, there could be another thing in play here. Maybe this horse just isn't a mile horse. Maybe it just isn't a great horse at for him. For for him is a sprint. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. Like I mean, uh, you know, uh, Trevor Henry putting her Vanasheel on the front last Saturday and cut two fifty-four halves. <laughs> it's pretty hard to cut into that when right. you're going two fifty-four halves, like fifty-four and one going out and fifty-four flat coming home and you're first up trying to cut into that. I don't care who you are. Well, well, it is pretty hard to it's pretty hard to overcome that.
3: Well, when Jimmy Tactor was here a few minutes ago, he said it, 53 and 4, that's not an easy thing to come back into.
7: Right. And so it wasn't a poor performance, but by the same token, this horse was built up so much before he got here, everybody's expecting him to go out there and win every start and do something spectacular. I had an Australian journalist telling me a mohawk that this horse is going to pace a sub 147 mile here tonight. You just watch. And I'm like, "Hang on a second, buddy. That's only ever happened once here." By, by Dr. Jay Hanover, and he got like a dream setup where a, a 120 three quarters was cut for him, and he was on the inside the whole race. So, uh, you know, you might be going a little overboard here. And then he didn't even win the race, and it was in 49, right? right. So,
4: well, we don't we don't have to agree all the time here. I mean, that was some pretty good information by by uh, Garnett for sure. Um, but Lazarus, I was I was impressed in that first effort at Hoosier Park. I mean, he was. Parked to the, to the quarter in 26-1 and one, and had a forge past the quarter to get to the top. Got a slight breather, and he came home willingly. He wasn't really even that challenged. Maybe the horses weren't good enough to get to him, but I was pretty impressed by that race.
3: All right, guys, final thoughts here. Jess Cotton sitting with us. Gold Sheet,
4: we're going to start with you. Who is your top pick here in the Hoosier Pacing Bay? Lazarus is the pick. Um, I expect him to get the job done. It's not going to be easy. Split the house, and McWickett will be coming, but I think Lazarus is two for two at Hoosier Park. Gold sheet. I mean, I'm sorry.
7: Garnet. I'm a silver sheet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Split the house, gets the trip, and uh, gets up to win.
3: That's who I used. I'm going to use split the house. We're going to get to Jessica in a second. I'm not getting to you last on purpose. so I actually saved the best for last. Um, I'm going to use the one split the house on top of my triactor ticket, as you would say. This is, you know, this is still America, but we're going to call it triactor for the Canadian on the broadcast. Um, that's who my top selection is, Jessica. You you've kind of looked over this race uh, a lot, and so have I. But uh, who you like here?
5: I also like the ones with the house, but I also do like the four, don't tell me again, just because I think he's been racing extremely
3: well, but I always have to root for all bets off out of the nine-hole, so. Listen, 40, 41 to one, he might be, uh, who knows, maybe he'll sleep, uh, maybe he'll sleep here. You
5: always say he's sitting on a big
0: mile. Maybe I, I, a night. I, I've been saying that he's for so weeks hard. and weeks
3: and weeks. I think that's, is that Duncan Taylor over there, Garnet? Is that Duncan Taylor right there? I believe so, yeah. So, so... Jessica, you have one job. If Lazarus wins, you grab Duncan, and we'll get the first interview with him. They're going to the gate for the 2018 $177,000 Hoosier Pacing Derby. Will it be Lazarus? Will it be McWicked? Or will split the house, shock them all? We're about to find out as they're lined up for tonight's 11th race. A field of nine. Here they come. Here they come. And the end uh, pacing and the starter caught them in a great line. Filibuster Hanover gets the first call, and Wren goes right to the top. Lazarus will follow on the outside in second. Split the house, going to take up pocket position in third, and we have a battle ensuing on the front end as filibuster Hanover is going to stretch out Lazarus to the first quarter. Split the house, content to watch the action in the pocket, racing in third, then at the inside, Western famous is fourth. It's Mick Wicked, who's seven lengths off the lead from fifth. Six towards the inside is Don't Tell Me Again. Then at the inside next is Beckham Tam. Delta winner is next, and all bets off can see them all. Opening quarter in 26 seconds flat. Up the back stretch, they pace, and it's Lazarus. Lazarus has everything his own way so far, leading by a length and a quarter. The Hanover riding the pocket in second. Then comes Split the House, He's four lengths off the lead third. Now floating to the outside, here comes Western Fame and Andrew McCarthy. Following second over cover is McWicked. That will lock down Split the House, a 55-second half, 29-second breather for Lazarus. Lazarus is still on top by a length and a quarter. Filibuster hit over right on the Yannick Tingra helmet from in second. Then comes Western Fame on the outside, and then comes McWicked with a second over bid. Split the House is locked down at the inside. Don't tell me again. Getting a beautiful third over trip. Then comes Delta winner. Outside next is Beckham, Tam. all bets off. It's got 12 lengths to make up as they go past three quarters. 123 for Lazarus, who turns with the lead. It's Lazarus on top by a length and a quarter. Filibuster Hanover chomping at the bit. So too is Split the House, who's trying to shake free. Western Fanes on the outside. Split the House is coming up the inside. Split the House trying to get to Lazarus. On the far outside, McWicket is coming, but it is Lazarus on the outside is McWicked, McWicked and Lazarus To the line, they hit the wire Together, I think Lazarus Just held on, 148 And four Well, boys and girls, call it Go get Duncan Duncan Taylor, he's standing right there By the security guard, yeah, just grab him for a quick interview Quick, go, go Anything, anything Lazarus looked like he held on Worth asking i don't know a photo finish in the hoosier pacing derby and guys and girls i'll tell you what what a magnificent performance by lazarus lazarus first number three mcwicked was second four don't tell me again raced extremely well to be third and the one split the house was fourth six three four one sheet, I'll tell you what, what an impressive, impressive
4: performance by Lazarus. Lazarus cut the fractions, didn't take much pressure that second panel, but as they came home, they started closing in on him, but he dug in, came through, and it's basically as we thought. The six, three, and one were all up there, and don't tell me again was the one surprise to get up there, which uh, was touted here too. So, I mean, we were all over it, and the six gets the job done. Garnet, we were the one horse split the house was chomping at the bit
3: trying to get off the pylons. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wish that Scotty would have pulled uh, before Andrew McCarthy got up to him.
7: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he would have. I don't. I don't think he would would have got the job done first up. He probably knows that he's trying to sit a trip. I just wonder if Always a Prince should have been in this race.
3: You know, it's interesting you say that. Always a Prince might have, uh, you know, might have shown up. Forty eight and four, yeah. It, it's hard to say, but, you know, I'll tell you what, though. Always a prince had to sit through some cut fractions, and Lazarus cut the fractions. He got the trip his own way, and I'm pretty impressed by that.
7: It's cool, and it's windy here tonight, too. I mean, people are going to say 148-4 and four is not overwhelming, whatever, but um, you know what? I don't think he wasn't really being asked that much at the wire either. It was a pretty good race.
3: People, in Gold Sheet, we can kind of contest this because we're looking at the flag. People can are going to say, well, he got a 29-second breather. Not really. He went 26 to the quarter and then he went 29 into the wind. It's not like he was slowing it down on purpose. Went 29 to the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not the normal.
4: Yeah. I mean, these type of horses, 29 is like walking, but like you said, against the wind, it still was an easy second quarter, even though it was into the wind at 29. If it would have been 28 and one into the wind, then that'd have been a different story. All right guys, 6341
3: 6341 as Lazarus. Proves the Listen, he likes the Hoosier Park racing surface uh, so far. Uh McWicked raced uh, pretty well. He came up on the outside. You know, people were talking about uh McWicked and a chance at being horse of the year after I believe it was the Let me look at the program here. After the Canadian Pacing Derby, I think every there was a few of us that were talking that maybe if he could win the Ewert, maybe he was going to be at the top of the ranks because he defeated Lazarus. He would have defeated a lot of the older horses. Guys, you know, it, it, it's horse of the year for a reason. And right now, uh, and I'm just, I'm going to put my neck out there. I don't care. If you ask me right now, if I had to submit my ballot right now, courtly choice is horse of the year
7: bingo that's exactly what i was going to say if you had to submit it today who's who's had a better i mean especially off those trips at the at the jug were just unbelievable um you know and he he uh, blake was saying that the three races he wants to win are the jug the meadowlands pace and the north america cup and unfortunately hooking wheels in the north america cup elimination cost him any shot at it that might have been a better race with him in it right we'll never, we'll never know though
3: gold Sheet, if you had to submit your select i mean you see these horses all the time I mean obviously McWicked's a really good horse, but uh you know courtly choice right now seems like the uh seems like the play
4: well, I don't see him as much as you do i, I can't say with any confidence who I' pick I'd have to do some research research I don't like to throw names out there um so unfortunately i can't i love with confidence this, guy. Say this
3: that. is why I like you know what this is why I like gold Sheet bob big reason why I like gold Sheet Bob he's genuine all right. So guys, here 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 it comes. The star of the show. The star of the show. So here so for those hey, who is like, is your mama? Who's your mama? <laughs> he thought your joke was funny, apparently. All right. So every every time we come to Hoosier Park, we get Hoosier Buddy selection, and tonight it's the Caesars Trotting Classic. And uh, all right, now you had a chance to handicap earlier. Who are you picking here, Hoosier Buddy?
4: All right, who's your buddy's taking his time? He's gonna point to the winning horse, but that's a pretty big hoof he has there. Let's see, who's it gonna be?
3: Hanalore, Hanover. All Hannelore right, is the call. Well, listen, listen, we've been here twice this year. We've done this four times. You're three, you're three for three going into this race. So let's hope. Uh, all right, good luck. Okay. All right, so who's your buddy going with? Um, going with Hannah Hanover in the, uh, I almost called it the Canadian <laughs> Trotting Classic, the Caesars Trotting Classic. And uh, where is Jess Gotten? There she is. Jess Gotten will be standing by with winning connections here in a moment. Again, Lazarus, the champion of the Hoosier Pacing Derby. And again, guys, like I said, he likes the Hoosier Park racing surface. That's obvious. And, uh, I, you know, take nothing away from the winner. He raced extremely well.
4: Yeah, Lazarus was up by a, by a length and a half coming around that final turn. Nobody was really putting pressure on him, making him the urge to go on. But he popped the plugs probably around uh, just know, about an eighth to go. Responded, kicked clear by two. And then they started to come, the big closers. You can you know, Mick Wicked, and he's, tough. he's a tough guy. He never well, quits. He keeps coming. We, and he was, he had an outside shot to come late. He started to kick in, passed two, three, four horses late, ran out of track. And Lazarus you know he he hung on,
3: you know, split the house was all over the place in the stretch, and uh you know i I still think he he looked sh- looked sharper down the stretch than uh, than maybe we think, but you know split the house is you know he's a good horse in general
7: to me, he looked loaded at the start. It might have made the race more interesting if he brushed to the front uh down the back stretch. It looked like he had a lot of horse come passing the quarter and then you know to be bottled up like that, i mean you're you're hoping to get lucky at that point.
3: All right, Yadik Gingras shooting T-shirts to the crowd here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Guys, this is something else that's cool that they do.
4: They don't just throw them in gold sheet. They shoot them from the gun. Oh, Mike, Mike, why'd you push that little kid aside to get that T-shirt? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, kid. I, I was getting it for Kate. I was getting it for Kate. You <laughs> know. That's
3: that's fair enough. I always have to bring her home a, a T-shirt. Jessica <laughs> is in the winner's circle. Whoa! Hey, goat sheet bob missed it. Oh, there Gold was a little sheet. kid
4: there. He wants, he needs it more than me. Yeah, you did, man. That's awesome. Oh man, this is crazy, man. They're shooting them out of these cannons into the crowd, and little kids are getting hit on the head.
3: <laughs> All right, let's see here. Oh, there's another one coming our way. It's gonna land on the roof. Yeah. And Gold Sheet gives it to the young girl. There you go. Good man, Gold Sheet, Bob. Good man. Yeah, right. a, lot, a
4: lot of fun being here for this. Wow, look at these people.
3: All right, winning driver Yannick Jingra is standing by with Jessica Otten, and she just gave me the hold on one second. So he's uh, standing by here in just a second. Let's see here. This is live TV again. <laughs> winning trainer Jimmy Tactor, he's out of his colors. Yannick Jingra is standing by with Jessica Otten.
5: Thanks, Mike. I'm joined here by the winning driver, Yannick. Yannick, can you talk to us a little bit about the race? You made the front and just talk to us from there.
2: Well, no doubt I was able to uh, back it down a little bit, so uh, it didn't hurt. Uh, uh, I had the, I thought I had the horse to beat uh, where I wanted them and, um, you know, took advantage of it.
5: He was much stronger tonight after having a little bit of trouble up in Canada. Do you know where he heads to next?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, from what I'm hearing, I think maybe Dayton next week, but, uh, the, the way that supplement works over there, I'm not sure he's going to be able to get in the race, but uh, otherwise it'd be like simple.
5: Did he feel a little bit more like himself the last time he was here again tonight?
2: Yeah. He felt as good as he was the first time I raced here at Ujira. Uh, he, he was very good. Like I, like you said, the, uh, he was a little off his game in, uh, in Canada, those two starts, but, uh, he's definitely back tonight.
5: Next race, you have Hannah Hanover. Time to talk to us a little bit about her. She draws in with the Colts tonight.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, she's another one that needs to bounce back You know, the last couple of races uh, haven't been uh, uh, as good as uh, as she is, no doubt about it. And uh, but I heard that she trained really, really good this uh, this past weekend, and uh, they they seem to think that she's back uh, on her game. So uh, we're gonna find out soon enough.
5: Well, thank you for t- for your time. Congratulations and good luck.
3: Thank you very much. All right, thank you, Jess Scott. And as the race bikes are on their way over for the uh, 2018 Caesars Trotting Classic, we are gonna take a short timeout. When we come back, we'll have full coverage. It's gonna go commercial free. From now through the Caesars Trotting Classic, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America.
2: Attention all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure is a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed,
3: Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page
2: of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winback farm.com new vocations resource
10: adoption program retrain rehab rehome new vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year the program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing each horse is evaluated for temperament soundness and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed.
2: Learn more at newvocations.org. We're back on this edition of Post Time with
3: Mike and Mike, presented by America. Mike Carter, alongside Garnett-Barnsdale. And a gold sheet. Bob, we know he just came back, but we're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America radio network. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, We're live on the Bet America Radio Network. It's the Caesars Trotting Classic, a purse of $200,000, a world-class field of trotters here in the 12th race. And, guys, this is, has a $20,000 guaranteed super effective pool. Um, you know, we're looking at the board, and it's a uh, pretty wide-open uh,
4: pretty wide open board, uh, Gold G- yeah, well, this is a star-studded field here. I mean, these trotters, all of them, are excellent. I mean, going against each other, there's not going to be anybody that's going to be bet down real low. Goldie, this has been this is your first time here with us,
3: and you you know you see you see some of the star power at Northfield, but you have really seen star power here tonight. What's it been like to kind of watch some of these big horses? Race? Oh,
4: it's been a treat. I mean, not just one or two races. You're getting stars in four, five, six races. And they're they're tussle, there's no straight linemen here. They're going for the big money and they're giving top efforts. And you're seeing the best from quite a few of them too.
3: All right, Jess Scott will be joining some of the connections in just a little bit in the paddock as they get ready to head onto the racetrack. The Caesars Trotting Classic will exit out of the front paddock here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. As the camera is panning, there's Mickey Burke with number four Hanalore Hanover. Uh, Yannick Jengra talking to the connections number five bridge to uh, Jesse's who is an interesting horse we'll get to that in just a minute as you know guys um, at, well they're gonna it's gonna be a minute because they're gonna take the sulkies down bridge to Jesse's is a horse that's been racing in the invite here at Hoosier Park we saw always a prince ha- use the home court advantage last in uh, excuse me in the uh, Jenna's Beach Boy but again it was trip dependent do you think that trip could make the difference here Garnett?
7: I guess you never know. I mean, I think he, he looks a little bit outclassed, but listen, I mean, the horse shows speed in his last two starts. If he gets up, if he gets out second or third, rides the rail and gets some luck late, I guess, it's, you know, it's possible. Go cheat. butts
4: Well, I mean, going to the invite at Hoosier Park, you would think it'd be overmatched, but I don't think so. I, she fits in here. I think the top ones here are a little bit better, but there's about four or five that she's just as good as good as. She'll need a, need a good trip, like Garnett said. But, uh, she's not without a shot, I just don't think that uh, she's gonna be hitting first or second in this race, all
3: right, looking in the paddock, Hanalore Hanover causing a little bit of a ruckus. They have pulled her out of the stall first, um, as I said before, she is not the nicest mare in the world at all. She likes to she likes to bite, she likes to kick, she likes to scream, and howl worse than a stud so she, so like a thoroughbred gold sheet, they're gonna well, load her first quote
4: unquote well, I'll tell you what Hanalore going against the boys here. Um, wants to show those boys that she's not afraid and uh, kicking around there saying, I'm here to to race today. All
3: right. Um, Let's see here. As we await the horses for the 12th race, I see the five-horse bridge to Jesse's has come out of his stall. Let's see. As we're watching this happen, here comes number one Abrogato, J.O. Cruz, making his way out of the stall. Pete Red, a special person in Jess Cotton's life, here they come by us, ladies and gentlemen. Number one is Abragato. Abragato is trained by Paul Kelly. Peter Wren is in the sulky. Made 000, one hundred nine thousand dollars, a one point seven million
4: dollar gelding. Number one, Abrogato. The two is J L Cruz, long shot right now here at forty three to one, coming off of a scratch lame. However, on his best effort, can play with the with the big boys here. But um, it's interesting to see what he'll do off that lame scratch.
3: All right, number three is Crazy Wow coming off of a victory in the Maple Leaf trot after finishing fifth uh with Tim Petrick in the Salty, two stars back. Brian Sears picks up the lines for trainer Marcus Mielander. And Crazy Wow is uh definitely could be a play here, is
4: two to one currently on the board. Forrest Hanalore Hanover, three to one in the program. Burke Racing. Well, I had a tough trip last last week out on at Woodbine. But prior to that, was hitting the board four times in a row. However, has faltered a little bit late in the mile. Number five bridge to
3: Jesse's is the Indiana bred horse and is the pride of Indiana, who's been racing in the Invitational's. Uh, trainer Robert
4: Roger Welsh, John DeLong, is in the sulky. The six is international money. Was racing at Woodbine the last few races. Coming from pretty far back, adds Lasix tonight. And, uh, well, I mean, it looks like even with Tim Tietrich in a bike, it looks like an outsider here. But she's got a little bit of, play, bit of play at 17 to 1, so the betters
3: are uh, feeling this one. Number seven, I know my chip, currently 99 to 1 with Sam Widger in the sulky. Listen, I wish I had a win ticket if this horse wins.
4: The eighth is Homicide Hunter. This horse has, uh, is a millionaire, just like most of them here. It's a good late kick. It's David Miller in the bike from Post Eight. It's going to need a you know some live cover, but this this horse will be probably charging harder than most of them.
3: Number nine is Triple Crown winner Marianne Marauder, and Marianne Marauder has had a big kick so far this year. Four hundred and forty-four thousand dollars in the bank. Marian Marauder draws post nine.
4: And Pinkman rounds out the field. Andrew McCarthy, Jimmy Tector, post nine and ten. The last two times at Woodbine, post ten here. That's from the second tier. Um, could be an early move. I think he rides the rail and outside looking in. As promised,
3: standing by with trainer Marcus melander the trainer of Crazy Wow. Just gotten is standing by with Marcus melander
5: Thanks, Mike. Oh, no, we're on, we're on uh, radio. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Joined by Marcus melander here, um, trainer of Crazy Wow. Talk to us a little bit about, he was very impressive in the Maple Leafs last time out. Kind of talk to us a little bit about the horse since coming into your barn.
11: Uh, it's a very nice horse to be around. Uh, we got him around three months ago and uh well like also they did a great race in the maple leaf trot and he came out of that good and uh yeah looking forward to next
5: if he comes out of the race as well tonight where does he head next
11: uh we'll see he's eligible for next friday at the sayoto and uh, uh, then of course maybe you know we have the international trot in Yonkers in a couple of weeks that would be very interesting of course and uh so we'll see a little bit how we race tonight, and then we'll decide after that.
5: All right. Well, thank you for your time, and best of luck. Thank you. Back to you, Mike.
3: Jessica, Atten and uh, listen, guys, uh, Garnett, this one's uh, more for you. Jessica, and I know I brag on her a lot, um, and a lot of people hear me brag on Jessica a lot. Her interview skills have just gotten uh, so much more enhanced since she joined her broadcast three years ago. And uh, I, I tell you what, I'm super proud of her.
7: She's the star of the show, man. We should all just go home and just hand her the three mics. No, honestly, um, yeah, you know, I've been kind of here since she started out, and I noticed a, a great improvement, too. She's very polished, and uh, she's a, a great future ahead of her, I believe.
3: Listen, when we said the rose between three thorns earlier, we meant it. She wore a red dress tonight, so she definitely she knew the comment was coming. Who's your buddy? Who's your buddy goes with Hanalore Hanover here in race number 12. Who's your Who's your buddy? You don't want to change your bet, right? Hanover, Hanover, right? There, it's a thumbs up, thumbs up for who's up. your buddy. Hooves up, yeah. There you go, for Hanover, Hanover guys. Three to two currently on the three crazy Wow. Garnet, let's talk a little bit about crazy Wow. Uh, as I was talking with Wendy Ross earlier, um, you kind of kind of gave me kind of yeah. shot shot the eye at me like you wanted to talk a little bit about him. Um, you know, he put in a pretty impressive performance in the Maple Leaf Trot after not getting the best of trips, uh, first time out for the new connections.
7: What was wrong with the trip? He was in the pocket and the rail opened up like the Red Sea.
3: No, no, no. I was talking about the elimination. Oh, I'm
7: sorry. And that why well, I, I stand corrected. Um Yeah, you know what? Uh he was a really a really crazy overlay in the final. Um I was sitting with Daryl Kaplan, the uh, the president of Standard Standardbred Canada, and he said a couple minutes before he's like, "Why is Crazy Wild thirty to one?" And he went to the window to bet, and me, stupidly, I walked the other way. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, that was the first start off a layoff. He was first up into slow fractions. They they flew home, so of course he was going to go backwards. But in the he got a much better trip in the final and won. That being said, I don't like three to two on this horse. Do you?
3: No, not not at all. I I would not go with uh I I wouldn't go with 3 to 2. Guys, what I mean, what what are you thinking here? Uh coach I
4: don't think anybody's worthy of 3 to 2 in this field. I mean, there's too many challengers and you have to get a better price than that. I mean, for if you're betting to win, but if you're going exact as a tries, I'm sure you're getting more value than 3 to th- 3 to 2 on them. So, you know, it depends on what you're going to wager.
3: You know, guys, I I'm kind of surprised here 7 to 2 on the big mare or Hanover. Now, granted, she's been off form as of late, but she's still not able to be counted out. Seven to two is a great price on her, if you ask me.
7: I think it's about right. I mean, I think um, you know she didn't show much in the Maple Leaf uh, final. She's uh, she's got four, four losses in a row, and people are just used to seeing her win. So maybe people abandoned ship. If you like seven to two, you know that's okay. I you know the horse I like on top is uh, Homicide Hunter. What's wrong with his form? He's uh, he's been uh, great. For several starts in a row, and he's the fourth, he's the highest of the four main contenders at nine to two. I take 11 bucks on Homicide Hunter.
4: Yeah, uh, Homicide Hunter, that's my second pick in this race. Um, I think he's gonna have to be, he's gonna need some live cover, but he's, like I said earlier, he's gonna be coming the hardest late, and he's surely worth a shot. Nine to two is definitely worth including. But uh, here, I, I'm going with Mary Marauder. I mean, it's uh, in the top, last five races, won three. And a couple tough trips on his losses from post eight at the Meadowlands he had to work hard, got the win. Uh, then before that was hung the entire mire and still got second. And then last week out the, out the entire time at Woodbine still kept coming for second. I think Mary Marauder is the one to to beat here. And two to one seems about, about right to me. All right,
3: Jessica is searching out Domenico Cacheri to talk about number six, international money, international money. Um, you know, was a player last year um, in the uh, Hamiltonian races, and it's uh, kind of fallen off of form. Is 0 for eleven this year? Is, uh, she... Oh, she's walking back. So, um, uh, <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see what's going on there with uh, Domenico uh, Garnet, Any final thoughts about this race here?
7: I think going a number of different ways. I think um, you know, if you bet. Back search for a price. I don't think you want to take the favorite in the race like this, but it looks somewhat wide open.
4: Listen, that name's not easy to pronounce. Domenico Caceri. So so we understand. Jessica, come back. Trust me, Domenico isn't going to hear his name said wrong anyway, so get in there. there Ask him a good question. But
3: here's the thing. You look at his name in the program, it says Cesari, so you know... Chicherry, that's another good way. He's
4: hoping it's cha after
7: this race.
3: <laughs> listen, international money, 25 to 1, currently on the board. Uh, you know, listen, you'll be cha in. Last year at
7: this time, he wouldn't have been 25 to 1 in a race like this. So, I mean, if he can recapture, somehow recapture some of the form he had last year, he could be there.
3: All right, Jess Cotton is standing by with Domenico Cacheri as he trains international money
5: joined here by trainer of international money Domenico Cicchieri Domenico kind of talk to us a little bit about international money coming in from the Woodbine Mohawk Park preferred
7: so
2: he have been racing the last two starts down
7: in Mohawk uh, really quiet actually always in the back and uh, coming home uh, hard all the time actually don't get much check but always been racing okay and uh, driving home uh, coming home strong so hopefully tonight he gets get the closer and uh, We'll get the weather check.
5: Well, thank you and good luck. Thank you. Back to you, Mike.
13: Thank
3: you, Jess Jessica. And, and uh, listen, we're 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 pushing her out of her uh, of her zone a little bit here. Uh, Gold Sheet. we're making her go talk to everybody, and uh, I should make her go talk to Mickey as <laughs> Mickey as well. Poor thing, she's wearing heels, having to walk all the way back to the
4: table. But uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, she's making her way through the crowd, pushing people aside, getting in there. Get that mic up there. She's doing a great job today, no no doubt. But we only have a, a few minutes left here until the twelfth race. They're uh, meandering along on the track right now, getting ready for the big fight. How do? What, what, are, you, what are you
7: looking at right now, Garda? I'm just looking at how the odds are playing out, and you see like four horses under four to one, and then everybody else over twenty six to one. Does anybody give any horse other than three, four, eight, and nine, the four horses that I used in the pick four, a shot? What about the two inside horses, Obragato, J L Cruz? I mean, I guess you never know.
4: I think that uh, J L Cruz is. Uh, probably the best long shot here 48 to one drawn inside That scratch lame is the reason why you're getting those odds. And when he's on his game, he, he can, he fits in here. He can add some value to your tickets. And I also think that uh, bridge to Jesse, like we were talking about earlier, 44 to one right now, it's a big test here. But um, I think that uh, she could hit that try or super you see anything else in there going up at Long?
7: No, I mean, listen, I'm the horses I'm live to in the pick five, unfortunately, are the four favorites. But, I mean, I think there could be some value if I get Homicide Hunter across at 5 to 1 in the morning line. He's probably used less than the other three.
4: Yeah, I got three in this one, too. I I left out Crazy Wow, and I used uh, Handler Hanover, Homicide Hunter, Merry Mary Marauder. Um, it was hard for me to extend a ticket on a pick five to put any of those long shots in there so okay. i'll need uh homicide hunter i'll be rooting for
7: him too okay we got jessica with uh, in the w- in the paddock with a special guest
5: thanks mike joined here by mickey burke mickey can you talk to us a little bit about um handle or tonight she's been a little bit off her game how did she come into tonight's race training right they said she trained
4: well i wasn't with her um last week but uh, murph was real happy with her and uh they said that she's ready to go
5: how did she warm up
4: she warmed up great uh she- Murph trained warmed her up because he's the last one to sit behind her and he was very happy with her.
5: All right. Well thank you for your time and best of luck. Thank you. Back to you, Mike.
3: All right. Thank you, Jess Scott. And uh, Mickey Burke, a man of few words. Final chance to change your mind, so to speak. Guys, Handalore Hanover three to one, two to one on the three crazy wow. Number ten, Pinkman at forty four to one. There's a little bit of value there, G. You
7: think so? From the ten hole?
3: Could be a little tough. Yeah,
7: he might sneak into one of the top four spots. Jessica, great job. But now,
3: here's the true test. You got to turn your mic on. Is it on? Let's see. Who do you like here? Uh, hold on. Let me turn you up. Who do you like here?
5: Um, I actually like the eight homicide hunter. I know he won the race last year here. Um, I know we dropped post eight, but which- kind of put a little bit of a damper on my mood but he's been racing <laughs> extremely well um, and i really think that jay miller will get along with him in here and i think um it'll all obviously see how the race plays out but the speed in the front is going to have to um, give him a little bit of a try i guess i have to say
3: all right they are headed to the gate for the uh, 2018 caesars trotting classic Six seconds, now five, now four, now three, and they are going to the gate. A full field of ten for the $200,000 Caesars Trotting Classic here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Lined up. are all set. Race number 12 here on the evening. Eight to five choice, number nine, triple crown winner, Marion Marauder. They're turning to the stretch. Making a break before the start was the four handle. No, it's not the four. Looks like the three crazy wow is on a break before the start. Six horse international money is on a break as well. They're off and trotting. And it's Hannah Laura Hanover who gets the first call. I know my chip. And Sam Widger is pressuring the pace early. And he was 99 to 1 as they race on to the first turn. Now 98 to 1 for I know my chip. So I know my chip will cross over and clear in front of Hanalore Hanover. At the inside, Abrogato races in third. That at the inside next is JL Cruz in fourth. Fifth towards the inside is Pinkman 26 and two. Hanalore Hanover chasing I know my chip up the back stretch. And Hanalore Hanover is a link to the good. I know my chip at the inside races in second. Then comes Abregado in third at the inside racing. Next is J.O. Cruz from in fourth. Fifth to the outside is Bridge to Jesse's. Second over in the flow is Homicide Hunter. Third over for Marion Marauder. Pinkman's got some work to do. And his last end trailing as they make their way to the half. Hanalore Hanover is there in 56 and one, 29 and four in the second panel. And it's Hanalore Hanover. Hannelore Hanover still the one on top by a length and a quarter. Bridge to Jesse's. On the outside is a second lockdown at the inside. I know my trip getting a perfect journey from third. Then comes homicide hunter from fourth. inside next is abrogato outside perfect trip for Marion Marauder, third over in the flow. Outside next is Pinkman and Pinkman is into the mood there as well as they make their way to the top of the stretch. They turn for home one twenty five and two for Hanalore Hanover, Hanalore Hanover with the lead bridge to Jesse's on the outside. Widger's going to go up the passing lane here, and Widger's got a big chance. I know my chip up and after Hannelore Hanover. I know my chip and Hannelore Hanover. These two are slugging it out with a 16th to go. In between them is Abregado on the far outside coming Marion Marauder. In between them, Pinkman outside. Marion Marauder wins over Pinkman in 152 and 4. Marion Marauder wins the Caesars Trotting Classic. <laughs> Listen. Forget the race for two seconds. Forget the race for two seconds. How about the move by Sam Widger? He, you t- listen, he took a chance. He went to the lead, let Handlebar go by, got the perfect trip, and he darn near won the thing at 98 to one.
4: Well, I know my chip. I've seen quite a few times around Ohio, and it has some really good gate speed. I wasn't surprised at all. they went towards towards the top times he'll give it up a little bit late but he was strong he was he was razor sharp today fine effort at 98 to 1 take nothing away from Hanelor
3: Hanover Hanelor Hanover raced extremely well yannick did everything he had to do on the lead just didn't have it here tonight
4: well that was an excellent race it was, I mean there were 6 7 of them that had a shot uh, coming right down towards the wire I mean it, really any of them could have had it it looked like for a second there Hanelor Hanover was going to hold tough but then all of a sudden it just caved in on him and they were charging from everywhere Homicide Hunter was coming. Miriam Marauder was coming. Got the job done there for the victory. And, of course, I know Mike Chip was, you know, he had a good shot there.
3: Ma- Marion Marauder is going to come back to the winner's circle here. Wendy, you were watching the uh, race from uh, a little bit closer than we did. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking about it because it made the difference. How about the move by Sam Widger here? Sam Widger took a chance by going to the lead, and he darn near stole the thing coming up the inside.
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he that horse raced extremely well. I, I think it's just when you're going for this type of money, you just take as big a shot as you can. And thank goodness they got a long stretch here. But uh, the nine, my pick, Mary Marauder, was just much the best tonight.
3: Now, you know, Mary Marauder, we've seen a few times, Wendy. And real quick before we let you go, I know you are got some things going on here. But Mary Marauder, we've seen before, but he is a hard-charging horse. And just about every <laughs> – Rich Johnston and Mark Hall, our colleagues, hate this horse because he closes such big grounds, and normally he's coming 25 wide.
9: Yeah, and I think that's just what makes him so consistent. You know, but also so versatile when he can – like I said earlier, he's just had some bad draws this year, but it really hasn't affected him because of that versatility and he's been able to overcome.
10: All
3: right, Wendy. Well, thanks for all your uh, insight tonight. Uh, It's been fun. And uh, listen, Garnett, we – Cheat and I were talking about it. Cheat and I were talking about it. Listen. Sam Widger did everything he had to do to try to win that race, and he darn near stole it at 98 to one.
7: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, well, that's what we're saying. If one of these long shots can get out on up near the pace, maybe they'd have a shot. And uh, he only backed up really late. But uh, you got to give credit to Mary Marauder. He's a really good horse, and when, man, he's uh, he's very consistent. And uh, I guess the other thing you got to say is Handler is just off her game. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets laid off for a while after this.
4: Right. Well, a two finished second there. We were talking about Jail Cruz as a possible long shot. I mean, he's 64 to one and came in second. You know, he he just came between horses late, and uh, he almost got got the job done too, 64 to one.
3: Listen, I, I you know, and Go Cheat, you're standing here. I, I hope I didn't scream. Uh hope I didn't scream too much during that race because they were coming from everywhere. I was trying to pick up every horse.
4: That was a tough race to call. I mean, I was going to sit there and maybe sneak in and make the call myself, <laughs> but I'm pretty glad I didn't. There was like seven horses and you spotted them all. Excellent job. The emergency
3: lights are on the racetrack. Again, the emergency lights are on on the racetrack. Uh, we're going to try to figure out what's going on here. Uh, it appears that uh, the emergency lights are on on the racetrack. I don't see anything. Any horses down or anything of that sort? Um, look on the teletimer out there. The light that's t- flashing on top of the teletimer? Oh, that's the truck. I was gonna say it looked like emergency lights there. It's been
4: a long couple days yeah, for yeah, Michael Carter here. Sure we'll happened. we'll toss we'll, we'll give him a break on that.
3: Okay. Okay. So, Jess Gotten is gonna run down um, Scotty Zeron. Hey. Um. You know what? Hey, Jess. She's going to grab Scott uh, Zeron. I'm going to take the uh, mic and head to the winner circle. Guys, take this for a minute and, uh, gee, yeah. just leave this where it is and just toss it to me when I tell you I'm ready. Mike Keeling's in the winner circle.
0: Just toss it. Okay.
7: Yep. All right, so Mike Keeling's in the winner circle. We got uh, Mary Marauder was first there. <clears throat> JL Cruz second. Was it oh. Homicide Hunter third, Abrogado fourth. The Dime Super $411 with a 9-5 to five favorite on top proving once again you don't necessarily have to beat the chalk to make money in this game. The exacta with uh, J.L. Cruz 2nd 168.60, and the $2 trifecta, 911.20, All good prices there, uh, Gold cheap, Bob. Yeah, I mean, when you get a quality feel like that, you know, a lot of times the big boys all
4: tussle, and uh, you can get a longer shot in there. But that was just playing a great race. I mean, they were all in it. Coming down on the long stretch, I mean, that was a great race.
7: That was the best race of the night for sure. Really, until they went past me, and I could hear that the announcer uh, called out that Mary Marauder got up. But uh, Mary Marauder's a really good horse, and you got to give the Walwoods a lot of credit bringing him back. I'm sure they could have had a st-
3: Well, I'm not really sure her, who heard my interview, if anybody, because, well, we went off the air, but that's okay. You know what? We're about to go off the air anyway. Final thoughts uh, from all around here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Final thoughts, guys. Uh, Gold Chief, we're gonna hit you last because it's your first event with us, but just gotten. Uh, we'll get you a microphone. Don't listen. Just because they didn't have enough room for you in the van doesn't mean, you know, anything. You could have, listen, as small as you are, you could have, like, fit in a crevice somewhere or something. But, uh, <laughs> listen, Jess, uh, final thoughts on the evening uh, with everything happening.
5: Uh, I thought it was a very good night of racing. The last race was very exciting. with seven seven across of them at the wire, and it definitely um, didn't plan out how I thought it was going to. But it was a very, very good night of racing. Hats off to Hoosier Park once again for the great hospitality. Darn it.
7: Yeah, I second that. I mean, there's some there were some very interesting races. This one with Mary Marauder here was really exciting. Uh, I was excited to see Lazarus and McWicked do battle. Uh, the two, you know, the unbeaten two-year-old trotting Philly. Just uh, happy to be here to see all these really good horses race, and it's always a it's always a pleasure to do this show. And uh, you know, hopefully uh, hook up again on Breeders' Crown night.
3: All right, Cheat. first live remote, first time on the big stage here. Talked final thoughts.
4: Well, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect, didn't want to over-talk anybody, so hopefully I didn't do that too much. Uh, But this is a first-class place here, Hoosier Park. I mean, it's such a treat to be here. I mean, every aspect of it is just awesome. I mean, that's not even including the the racing here. I mean, the racing was great tonight, so I was thrilled to be here. And now that it's coming to a conclusion, I couldn't be any more happy, and it couldn't have went any better. I hope I contributed enough to maybe be on a show again sometime.
3: All right, guys, for Jess Scott and Garnet barnsdale Gold C5, this is Michael Carter. We thank you for joining us here this evening. We'll see you back on a Thursday with a first post of 1030 in the morning. Have a great week, everybody.
1: You can't stay